Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Jets Radio. This is one of your hosts, Tyson Roush, and once again, we have a jam-packed show for you. We have tons of topics from Mo Wilkerson to Geno Smith to Ryan Fitzpatrick to a very special guest in Quincy Nunwa. So without further ado, I will introduce my co-host, Joe from Long Beach. What's going on? Listen, I am here for the people. I am the man of the people. I love every single one of you. Let me shamelessly promote our Facebook page. All right, folks, get on Facebook, search Long Beach Joe, like that page, our content's up there, give us a listen, message us, we'll message you right back. Leave us some feedback as well. We, we love interacting with all of our listeners. We love hearing about what you guys think about the show, man. So without further ado, let's get into the show, Ty. I am fired up. Yeah, no doubt. And we are also on Stitcher. We've been added to SoundCloud. We're on iTunes. So pretty much anywhere you go, search Let's Talk Jets and you'll find us. Um, as mentioned, we have a very special guest joining us, and that's Quincy Nunwa, who had a, kind of a breakout year last year, made some huge plays against the Dallas Cowboys and the England Patriots. So, let's see here. Hang on. Quincy, this is Joe and Tyson. How you doing, man? Hey, how you doing? Thanks, guys, for having me. No, Quincy, thank you, man. I know it's your, your off season kind of slowly coming to an end as OTAs began. So how was it like getting back on the field with your teammates? Oh, man, it's great. I think, uh, you know, it's always good to have a little break after the season. But, you know, after a while, you kind of just miss the game. And uh, even though we were practicing a little bit, it's really good to go out there and kind of get some competition going. Yeah, no, I hear that. And, you know, as fans, we're all excited. Any little bit of football news, we're all just going crazy. So, so, and Quincy, as, as you look back at last year, like you went through a change with, you know, Mike McCagney came in and Todd Bowles came in. What is it like playing for Coach Bowles? Uh, yeah, so like you said, I went through a change. I think it's it's definitely different from playing with uh, Rex Ryan. You know, he's a totally different coach. 
But at the same time, they both have great senses of humor. So I think that's the one thing that's missed with uh, Coach Bowles. You know, you always see that kind of stoic personality on the field, but he's actually a jokester off the field. And uh, just on, in every other way, he's a great motivator. And so I think that's one of the things that I really love about him. Absolutely. Quincy, I want to welcome you to the show. My name is Joe. And when you look back at your last year, you did a lot of things for us. What are some of the things that you learned throughout the year? Uh, yeah, it was, I think there was a lot of things, honestly. I think the biggest thing I learned was probably uh, just kind of getting my mind uh, ready for the game. You know, that's, that's one thing. You know, when you go out there as a young guy, you know, your mind is kind of racing, and that's one. That's a huge part of the game. You know, they say the mental part of the game is probably 85 90% of the game, you know, because everybody else is physically ready. But uh, the ones who are mentally ready, the ones who compete at a high level. That, that's correct, Quincy. We hear that all the time as fans about how, you know, NFL players love to, you know, get themselves ready, as you say, get your mind ready, prepare yourself for the game. What are some of the things that you did to prepare yourself for the game? Film study or what did you do to get ready? Uh, yeah, film study was definitely huge. Uh, you know, I had two guys ahead of me in Decker and uh, B. Mars who were great in learning from. But I think another thing that I learned solely from B. Mars is just kind of a meditation thing. You know, you kind of want to re- relax your mind. You know, a lot of times when you're out there, like I said before, you know, you your mind is racing out there. You know, the game is so fast. And so a good thing to do before, during, at any time during the game is just kind of a little mind, meditation, a little mindfulness. And once again, we're speaking with Quincy Nunua, who was very kind to give us some time, you know, as the team goes back for OTAs. Quincy, what is it like playing in Chan Gailey's offense? It seems like all the players love it, but what, what was it like for you? Uh, yeah, I'm definitely in the, in the group of guys that love it. I think uh, – it's an offense that really gives everybody an opportunity to get the ball. It's an offense that uh, has a big play waiting to happen at any moment. And uh, I think we really took advantage of that, but there's so much more that we left on the field that we're really excited to get into uh, during these OTAs and into camp so that, you know, we can kind of make up for some of those plays and kind of bring in some more big plays. Yeah, and it kind of seemed like they had you in the H-back role. Was that, How hard was that for you to – like learn that position and kind of you know develop into that. Uh, yeah, it was it was pretty hard just because uh, you know I played receiver my whole life, and so now coming into this system, uh, you know I had to learn a lot of the run game as well as the pass game. But uh, it was really helpful with uh, Fitz out there. You know he kind of was the the mastermind behind everything, I guess you could say. And uh, whenever I needed any help, I could always look to him because he, I mean, he had already been in the office with Cam before. So he really facilitated the offense for me. Quincy, keep going with the with the H back role that you played. We saw you do a lot of different things, and one of those things that you did well as the season went on was run block. How did you develop your skill? How did you work to get better at that? Um, I think one thing I always say is just kind of a want to thing. You know, uh, everybody can block if they want to do it. You know, it's 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 kind of who wants it more. And, uh, you know, it definitely helped that I was uh, bigger than most guys uh, who play receivers. So that obviously gave me a one-up. But uh, I think, you know, also coming from Nebraska, we were really run-oriented, run, run heavily run-oriented, sorry. So it really helped me out right there because uh, we did a lot of blocking out there as well. 
And what were some of the things that maybe Coach Carl Durrell kind of helped you along with that kind of taught you that helped you along with that process as well? Were there any kind of tips that he gave you? Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, he would kind of pull me pull me aside, you know, since I was the main one doing that job and kind of tell me, you know, hey, put your foot here, hat here, you know, just kind of little things every once in a while to kind of help me get better at my craft. Absolutely, and when you talk about getting better at your craft as well, I'm, I'm sure your teammates played a part in that. Were there any tips that you got from Eric Decker that could have helped you out as a young wide receiver as well? Yeah, I, I, those, him, B-Mars, they both really helped me out, uh, I think, you know, especially because Decker so, does so well in the slot. You know, I, me being in the slot for the majority of the game, I really learned a lot of tips from him, a lot of footwork things, a lot of um, – Defense reading, you know, because that's, that's something you really have to do from the inside. You know, not as much on the outside, but on the inside, you really have to be able to read the defense. Yeah, once again, we're speaking with Quincy Munwa, who's sharing some great insight on just things he learned last year. And as we go forward this year, Quincy, what are some things that you work on in the off season? Is it like weightlifting? Some guys we talked to are doing like boxing or MMA. What are some of the things that you're doing this off season? <laughs> yeah, uh, one thing I've been doing heavily is uh hot yoga and just kind of getting my uh, flexibility together you know because that's one thing i really want to work on is uh flexibility and movement because i know once i get that down it'll really help me in my movement on the field and uh, i can credit my girlfriend for that one because uh she's been going for a while she kind of got me into it <laughs> so do you, do you sit there and you just melt away and try to stretch man Cause i know that stuff it, it gets brutal man yeah, no, it's uh, in a 106-degree room, so it never gets really easy. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, when you when you say you study tape, are there any players that you watch their tape in specific to try to, like, mimic your game after them? Uh, I mean, it's hard. You know, my position isn't really out there, but I think when I'm watching film, I like to watch the best receiver from each team. And just kind of see what he does well against that team, you know, uh, or does he do well in general? And then I try to see, okay, how can I then translate that? Because he may not be the type of receiver I am, so maybe there's something in there that I can maybe take and then I, and then apply it to my game. Quincy, have you set any goals for the upcoming season? <laughs> yeah, I have a few goals, but uh, you know, I kind of want to keep those under wraps for now. But I definitely. You know, the biggest one is just improvement. Uh, you know, that's that's one thing I try to try to do every year. I always want to get better than I was last year, so that's something I'm trying to do this coming year. Yeah, we don't we we admire that, man. It's like you know, especially in this market. What what has it been like playing in the New York market for the Jets fans and all the crazy media and the headlines and everything else? What has it been like for you as a young player? <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh. It's pretty crazy, you know. I think, uh, you know, people tell you about it before you get here, but you don't really know about it until you come in and experience it. You know, just the other day, you see um, Petty Bryce, and uh, he made a comment about Madden, and he was all over the place. And he may not have, he may not have intended it for it to be that way, but that's just the way it is out here. Yeah, no, it is. It is it's unfortunate too, because you see it like fans love when players talk to them on social media and things like that, but then all of a sudden, you know, one little tweet becomes headlines all over the place. Is that something you try to avoid where it's just like you want to be cool with the fans, but it's like, you know what, I'll let my play speak for itself and just kind of keep the, the words from everybody else? 
Uh, yeah, I think that's that's something big that I do try. But I think that really came from uh, my experience in Nebraska. I think, you know, we're kind of in a fishbowl there, obviously on a much smaller scale. But uh, Coach Bo was really big on that. You know, you don't really want to you don't really want to let out too much information. You don't want to put out anything that you're gonna later on regret. And so, uh, you know, I kind of took that over here. Yeah, no, I, I could definitely see that. Now, you know, the team, like last year, obviously, you know, the, the, the letdown kind of against Buffalo was a little disappointing where you missed out in the playoffs. Do you find that as, like, motivation for this year? Uh, Yeah, I mean, not, not even just the Buffalo game. I think any game that we lost is kind of motivation for this year because at the end of the day, you know, if we would have won a different game and, and then lost that one, you know, either way, we'd still be out of the playoffs. Or, sorry, I put that wrong, but every loss we had took us out of the playoffs. So, I mean, every loss that we had is basically motivation for this year. Quincy, you're a big-time fan favorite. Do you have a message for all the Jets fans out there? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, um, you know, I appreciate everybody that follows me. Uh, and hopefully, you know, this coming year I can gain some more followers and everybody that's followed me from the beginning. I really appreciate all you guys. Well, Quincy, I'm not going to lie. A lot of people have you pegged as like a breakout player in this offense this year. It's like everybody you read, it's like Quincy and Nunwa, Quincy and Nunwa. So there's some, there's going to be some fan pressure on you. But do you do you put a lot of pressure on yourself, though, where you say, you know what, the tight end position, you know, wasn't really used a lot last year. Do you kind of want to see it expanded this year? Uh, I mean, I think I put pressure on myself just because I want to perform better. That's just like I said before, you know, I'm not really out here thinking too much about, hey, these guys aren't performing well. I just want to make sure that I'm doing my job and then all the chips will fall where they fall, you know. Um, I think that uh, the offensive coordinator, the coaches, they all have confidence in me and as long as I continue to get better, I know that I can uh, find, a, find a role in this offense. Awesome. Well, Quincy, first of all, thank you very much for your time tonight. We appreciate it and, and best of luck and health this season, man. We we're all excited to see you guys back in action. Thanks a lot, man. You guys for having me on. Well, thank you. Have a great night, man. You too. All right, Joe. That was Quincy Nunua who took me. Was kind enough to give us 15 minutes. They just got back into OTAs, and like I said to him, man, there the expectations for him are high coming off a year where he started to make plays as the season went along. You know, like I said, the Dallas game, the New England game, huge plays. So. A year in the system, we now understand the offense. He can make a real big impact, man. Yeah, and one thing that he sp- he spoke on that that I love when a lot of the younger players come in is not just how you know he prepared himself for the game mentally, but how his teammates around him, Brandon Marshall, Eric Decker, you know the, the leaders in the locker room are coming to him and helping him and teaching him you know how to prepare himself as a young player and how to get ready for the game. And he saw you know that translates to success on the field because he was able to go out there and make plays. So. I'm excited for him, and I think he's going to be a huge factor uh, for us this year. You know, it's interesting. Like, when we talk to players, like the younger players, like Malden, guys like that, they always say, you know, David Harris always hooked us up. He always yep. put us in spots. And Quinton Nunn was like, yep, Ryan Fitzpatrick, he helped me out. I didn't know where to go. Ryan Fitzpatrick had me. So, it's just, you know, it's we, we make a lot of jokes about Geno and Fitzpatrick, but the fact of the matter is he knows the offense inside out and backwards, and he helped these young players get where they needed to be, whether it was Devin Smith, whether it was Anunwa, all these guys. So, 
it was really interesting to hear that from them. And say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. You know, the other thing, too, is speaking of the tight end position, you know, Jerome Cunningham was cut today. And that was a guy that we kind of talked about last week, like, oh, maybe he's going to make a play. And it's like, hey, <laughs> he's gone. So this tight end position is going to be Jace. It's going to be, you know, Quincy, you know, in whatever role they play him at. Sutfeld and my boy Kellen. I mean, that's it. So, you know, it's good to see Jace back. And I guess my, my question for you is, what are your expectations for him? For Jace um, in this offense, I, I think Jace, Jace's main role for me is going to be in the red zone. I think he's going to be a huge red zone threat for us. Um, I think he'll be able to make plays, you know, in between the, the hashes as well. He's definitely going to be a relief valve for Geno. Um, but in the red zone is where I think he'll dominate. But also, with him and Quincy, I talked about this last year. I was clamoring. I could not wait for Jace to get healthy. Him and Quincy in these big sets, they're going to create matchup nightmares for linebackers, absolute nightmares, because Quincy's a guy, big, big receiver, very smooth route runner. When he gets out, it's hard for a lot of linebackers to cover him. And then you got to also think about Jace's vertical speed as well. He's got, you know, solid hands. He can catch footballs. And he's going to be out there going to be able to make plays. They're going to have to worry about two guys that can definitely cut you up. So I'm looking forward to seeing them both get out there. But I definitely think that Jace is going to have a very solid year this year. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because one of our conversations tonight is going to be about the third wide receiver. Who's going to get it? Yep. Is it Ken Bolton? Yep. Is it the rookie peak? Like, who's going to get it? And then he's like, you know what? You know, you have Quincy Linwood here. Then you have, you know, Jason Mara coming back. It could be the X factor. That's like almost another draft pick because you don't know what you have in him. That's like a, it's like a new addition, like free agent. You know, you don't know what you have in Jason at this point. So it's going to be interesting, man. And you know, the other, the other thing is obviously there's, you know, we we get a lot of heat because we talk about the quarterback position because everybody's like, oh, that's all you guys talk about. Well, it's the biggest news. All we could do is answer the questions we receive, Joe. I mean. I know it's, you know, we're just one podcast, man. It's all we do is try to answer questions and have some fun. So if everybody's tired of talking quarterbacks, it's not our fault. Get your quarterback signed and we can move on to something else. You know what I mean, Joe? I mean, this is – but here's, here's, here's our, our coming out party with our quarterback story this week, Joe. We have a song we're going to introduce because everybody wants to talk about Geno Smith and, and Brian Fitzpatrick. And right now, Joe, at this point in OTAs, Geno Smith is our starting quarterback. So with that, we are now going to welcome Geno Smith as a starter, because he is right now, the OTAs, the very, very special song that I want everybody to really listen closely to. It's very powerful and meaningful. <laughs> Whoa, ho, ho, it's Geno. Geno. 
You never believed in Gino, but Gino, I know, he can make our offense flow. Marshall and Decker can't go wrong, and Devin Smith is going long. Yeah, maybe we'll complete a pass downfield. Marty Morningwick has gone away. The 31 teams will pay. Yeah, now it's Geno's time to play. So, Joe, your thoughts on our new Geno Smith debut song here? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you know, that, that that's Kevin, our producer. I'm waiting for the rest of his record to come out to kind of see, you know, what, what, he has, what else he has on the album. But, uh, you know, this this was a, a solid outing by Kevin. Uh, he definitely put the song together. It, it's decent, but uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, man. All right, you know, it just we that that song was dedicated to all people that hate us talking about quarterbacks. That was our shout out to you, our Geno Smith song. Um, Kelly, the other the other the other news, which is not really news, it's all expected, is that Muhammad Wilkerson is not in OTAs. That's kind of been expected. Didn't make any headlines today, which is quite surprising. I thought there'd at least be like, hey. He's not – I mean, I think at this point everybody expected it. And it's funny because you see all these new – you know, a lot of websites now are dying for clicks. Everybody needs to get clicks. they got to get their – you know, got to make their payroll. So it's like, do you want Muhammad or Ryan Fitzpatrick? Well, here's a newsflash. If you extend Muhammad Wilkerson or give him a new contract, the money you free up, you could actually afford Ryan Fitzpatrick. So it's not really an either-or. I know it's a great headline. It's a great story to generate, like, conversation and debate. But, Joe, in my opinion, if you're extending Muhammad, we've talked about this 8 million times, that cap space, which you're going to need to only have about, what, 1.5 million once Darren Lee signs, goes to Fitzpatrick. It's kind of like it's just a it's – they work together at this point. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know about that because I don't know how much – you know, you, you're wondering how much Muhammad Wilkerson wants. Um, and, and clearly, they've offered him a deal. They, they've gone to the Toronto with him many times since Cagney has gotten here and tried to get the guy resigned, and they were never actually able to come together with the number that worked for him and worked for the team. So I don't necessarily think that if you extend, if it was that easy to extend Muhammad Wilkinson, it wouldn't have already been done. Uh, I think that Fitz is gone because he's gone. We can't afford him. Too many lumps and and jumps you'd have to go through to keep him. He's gone. We're moving forward with Geno. But I don't necessarily think that the money, if you extended Muhammad Wilkerson, would get and be given to Ryan Fitzpatrick. I don't think that's the way it would work. Dude, his salary cap hit is fifteen point seven million dollars. If you give him yeah. some kind of friendly, you know, you up upfront money, whatever else, bring it down to like nine million, that extra six million is a really good starting point in getting the bearded one back. I mean, I mean, yeah, it's but, just go ahead. Again, but how much are you giving Muhammad Wilkerson a year? How much are you giving him a year? Because you can say, oh, well, I want to extend you. But if he says, okay, well, you can extend me, but I want $16 million a year, as been reported, that he wants north of $15 million a year. Um, Show me the money! Jerry, you better oh, go! My Show God. me the money! Listen, listen I hear you. I, I'm a guy. I, I want to see the guy get paid. If we could keep him, I would love to keep Mo. When you're looking at next year and the year after that and other guys you might have to bring back and resign. You're saying to yourself, is this guy worth Show me that? the money. Show me the money. Okay. <laughs> just, my, my, point was, my point was just like the ultimatums of having an either or 
if you get Mo done, chances are you're creating cap space for Ryan Fitzpatrick. And since we're talking about the bearded one, there is a report out there that the Jets are actually offering him $11 million. And that is a number that people are like, oh, my God, that's terrible. I have a question for you, Joe. Is Ryan Fitzpatrick better than Nick Foles? Uh, oh, man. Uh, I, I would say in our offense, uh, I, I would say, yeah. I, ha- I haven't liked how Nick Foles has looked. So I would yet say yes for us, yes. So Nick Foles, right, this year is making $12.2 million. Is Ryan Fitzpatrick better than, say, Jay Cutler? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I mean, Jay Cutler is pretty bad, but he's got a better, I would say, a better skill set, a bigger arm, but he's a bad decision maker um, as a quarterback. But I would say that he has a better skill set. So I would say overall, I guess, physically, yes, he's better than Ryan Fitzpatrick, but in this offense, would he be a better decision maker? I don't know. Jay Cutler, $18 million a season. Is oh. Ryan Fitzpatrick better than Ryan Tannehill? Better than Ryan Tannehill? Hmm. I, no, I, I don't believe so because Tannehill has upside and Tannehill also has a better skill set. I don't think he's better than Ryan Tannehill. Is Ryan Fitzpatrick better than Andy Dalton? I mean, Andy had a pretty solid year last year. I don't think so, no. He's not better than Andy Dalton. Okay. So basically you're saying Ryan Fitzpatrick is amongst the lower tier of the bottom five in the NFL and quarterbacks? I'm not saying he's amongst the bottom five. Um, not on our team and not for our offense. This guy knows his offense up and down, inside and out. Um, you saw him put up numbers last year. But if we're talking about moving forward, a lot of those quarterbacks you named were younger, they have bigger arms, they have better skill sets, and you can move forward with them. You can't move forward with Ryan Fitzpatrick. You just can't. You have to look at our situation as well. You have Geno behind him, who was actually named the starter last year. So there's some things that this kid behind him, Geno Smith, has that the offensive coordinators and the coaching staff have identified. Are start- whoa, ho, <laughs> oh, ho, it's Geno. This song Gino. is going to haunt us. <laughs> You never believed in Gino. <laughs> so, Joe, just, just to clarify, if, if Nick Foles makes $12.2 million, wouldn't it only make sense that Fitzpatrick should make at least that? I mean, he's going to be one of the lowest-paid starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Would that be fair? No, I, I, don't, I don't think that would be fair. Because just so you because want Nick to bring Foles Fitzpatrick is, back as – Minus, minus Mark Sanchez, you want to bring Fitzpatrick. Oh, and, and Tyrod Taylor, I'm sorry. But you want to bring him yeah, back was, as one of the lowest-paid quarterbacks. Yes, I, I spoke about this before. I, I think that his, his ceiling for us would be 8 to $10 million, and 10 was the highest. Show me the money! Uh, Jerry, you better yell! Show me the money! <laughs> 8 to $10 million a year? If you look at our situation, again, we don't have the money to give him. You look at our situation, all those other teams, they tied themselves Nick Foles with that deal. All these other look, I don't care how much these other quarterbacks are being paid. We're looking at Ryan Fitzpatrick, we're looking at our situation and we're looking at his skill set. The guy is not worth okay. that much money for us, point blank period. Okay, well, I mean, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. We're gonna go on to a lot of different topics because I'm already tired of this and I can only find so many ways to defend Geno Smith. It's funny, we're not even defending Geno Smith, we're just trying to give out information. But the anybody but Geno crowd has got so much hatred and just vile thoughts 
it's tough to even talk to them. So I just I don't know what to say about that. It's just it's just crazy. So we're gonna go to our first caller, and it's, it's our friend Brian. Brian, this is Joe and Tyson. Let's talk Jets. What's up, man? How you doing? How you doing? I just want to say I love the show. Uh, listen to it. I'm all the way in Hawaii, so I, I listen to the podcast. But I love the show. I love oh. talking about the Jets and everything like that. Hawaii, man. How? What are you doing in Hawaii yeah. as a Jets fan? Oh well, I'm from New Jersey, but uh, I'm in the military now, so I'm out here in Hawaii now. Awesome, man. Well, first off, thank you for your service. We definitely appreciate that. And so, you want to talk about the quarterback position? So, you want well now that you heard our debut Geno song, are you on the Geno Smith train now? <laughs> uh, truth, truth be told, I'm actually a Geno fan. Okay, um, I'm just tired of the whole Fitzpatrick thing back and forth, trying to hope that he's coming back. When we have quarterbacks already there that we need to be, you know what I'm saying, uh, giving, you know, giving the power to. Because right now we have a tough schedule this whole season. So if if Fitzpatrick comes back and he has a um, a 7-7 seven seven season, we don't make the playoffs. If we gave him all that money, was it worth it? Mm. And that's and I want to thank you for calling in. I want to thank you for your service as well. Me and you went back on Facebook uh, about just this, you know, and, and we totally agreed with the with the season we have coming up with his skill set, you know, with what we have behind him and, and Gino, you know, why do we need to pay this guy that much money? We, we can't afford that, you know. He wasn't willing to come in for the deal that would work for us and the team. We just we just have to move forward, and that's that's just it. There's no need to restructure a bunch of guys or try to clear up that. All that's not necessary. If the guy's not willing to come in for what we offer, then we just got to move on. But I, I wanted to talk to you about our wide receiving core. And, and there's a lot of thoughts out there that Peak, the, the rookie we just drafted, could really push to possibly be our third wide receiver. Could you possibly see that happening? Uh, as a third, well, so we have Eric Decker, we have Brandon Marshall. We, we, have, a lot of, we have a lot of good wide receivers. Devin Smith, I'm not sure what was his problem last year. Um, I thought he was really going to open the top on uh but like I said, we Fitzpatrick, I don't think Fitzpatrick had the, the power to actually utilize him, which is why I'm thinking that if we go the Geno route, you know, at least Geno, I mean, as long as as long as we got the quarterback that 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 are tracking that's doing the um the extra homework, that's doing putting in the hours our receiving core, I mean, we have a lot of top receivers. Like, we have a great team. This is probably one of the best teams offensively that we've had. So our time is now. We can't wait here and, and play this back-and-forth game where we have these uh, up-and-coming rookies that we're trying to give a chance to. I'm hoping that uh, our tight end situation gets a lot better. You know, I'm hoping that he, um, uh, Jason, is, is – is tracking. So I'm, I'm just hoping that this, this season we can actually see what we actually have and build forward. Because a lot of our people that we have are a lot older now. You know, so we're, we're in like this win-now uh, situation. Yeah, but if you're going with that win-now situation philosophy, wouldn't Ryan Fitzpatrick be your guy? Ryan Fitzpatrick, I would I, – I'm not opposed to Ryan Fitzpatrick. I, I would love to have him back. But I'm not going to bet the whole house on him. And like I said, we don't make the playoffs. If we don't make the playoffs, we could have kept Geno, developed him, see what he got for another year, and next year just hopefully uh, we do something in the draft. Because like I said, if we get Ryan Fitzpatrick, we don't make the playoffs. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Um, like we're playing a lot of top 10 defenses this year. So if I'm thinking that if we focus on our defense this year and we keep, we keep the gap close enough to where Geno can make plays and uh, offenses don't destroy our defense, then we, we're, still, we're still in a lot of these games that we got coming up. But if if our defense is down and we were in the shootout, then I I, I don't care if it was Ryan Fitzpatrick or Gino. I don't know what we're going to do about a, a total shootout. Yeah, see, and I think, like, this offense is set up for success. I mean, you have you know, a great veteran running back in Matt Forte who's a threat at the backfield, which we desperately needed. You have, you have Decker Marshall. You have some speedsters we added, like Jeremy Ross. All these guys, it's just like, any quarterback of this system, especially with Chan Gailey calling plays for you, not against you, I mean, he's, he's going to adapt his offense to you. It's, you're made mm-hmm. to succeed. So I, you can make a case for Geno, no doubt. Brian, before we let you go, and first of all, thank you for calling from Hawaii. That is super awesome. Is, um, no who, would be your, who would be your breakout player for this year? Is there a guy that you're kinda, that's kind of on the verge that's your breakout player for this year? Um, for this year? I I want to say uh, that's a tough one. I want to go with Matt Forte because um, he can't be a breakout player, man. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> a breakout player. So so if I'm going on a limb here, if I'm going on a limb. I want to say I I'm, I'm hoping uh, Chase do something this year because if we have Chase a good tight end, especially okay. in the red zone, yeah. yeah. If we have a good tight, especially in the red zone and everything like that, like I said, that's that's somebody that Geno could dump off to and everything. Like him and Bilal Powell, like I really, I really like both of them, especially Bilal Powell last year. He helped me with my uh, fantasy football, so I'm, I'm happy about that. But uh, <laughs> but uh, he, he did he did a lot of good things for me, so that's always gonna be my man. But uh, Jace, I want him to uh, show up and because we 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 got a tough division, tough uh, year this year, so I'm hoping that he has a breakout year. Yeah, me, you and me both, man. It's like the more weapons, the better for this offense. So, Brian, once again, thank definitely you for your service, man. We, we we appreciate it. And also, thanks for calling in. We definitely appreciate that as well. No problem. Listen, thanks for taking my call. I really appreciate it. And you guys keep up the good work. I'll be listening every week. Awesome, man. Yeah, definitely calling again. All right, thanks a lot. All right. You know, Joe, it's interesting. Well, first of all, that's pretty cool he's calling from Hawaii. I wish I was there right now. The weather rains like every other day here in New Jersey. But the expectation, the expectations for this offense coming off last year may be unrealistic. 
you know, last year it was a kind of a high-powered offense putting up gaudy numbers. Like, the, you know, Decker and Marshall were going crazy. Patrick's going touchdowns all over the place. And now this year we may come back to reality. I think instead of having that high-flying offense, it may, we may have to grind out things now to get victories. So is there a chance that this offense may not put the same numbers? It, may, it could be significantly less than last year. Absolutely. With some of the teams that we played, uh, we played a lot of bums uh, last year. We, we just did. We played a lot of bad teams the Tennessee Titans, all these guys where we could just run up the score on them. But this year we play a lot of really solid teams. You know, the NFC West, you got the Seahawks, you got the Cardinals. You know, we play the AFC North as well. I mean, we play some quality defenses here. I do think we'll have to grind out a lot of games, and I do think that, uh, you know, uh, we're, we're going to go up against a lot of teams that are going to be able to stop, you know, Marshall and Decker or keep them in check. And, that's where I think the importance of our third wide receiver is going to come because he's going to get a lot of one-on-one matchups, and he's going to have to win a lot of his matchups for us to win games. So uh, I do think we'll grind out a lot of games, and I do think this offense is going to be solid, but the numbers last year, I don't think we'll, we'll, we'll touch those. Yeah, and I think, I think our, third, our third leading receiver will be Matt Forte. I think it won't even be close. I think he'll probably have 60 catches, maybe even 70. I think it's just – with defenses wow. applying pressure, yeah, I think with defenses applying pressure at the line, they, I mean, mm-hmm. the, the book on Fitzpatrick is out. Assuming they send back, the book on him is out. He can't be deep. No matter what kind of fancy no. stats everybody wants to show me, all sort of nonsense, people are going to force him to make quick decisions. And I think that Matt Forte is going to be a monster. You're catching the ball out of the backfield. I, I really do. I think that's going to be our, our third receiver. But your point's well taken. You know, Devin Smith is an unknown. Can he come back healthy, first of all? And second of all, can he get back on track? Can you have Ross? You know, Kendrell Tompkins, another interesting name. There are a lot of young guys that you kind of like. You're hoping they emerge. You know, it, it's going to be really fascinating to see how it happens. But the offense could, they could be, they could, have to, it could get ugly, man. It could grind some things out here. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, we're going to go to our next caller, and let's see. We got a lot of, a lot of superstars. We got, we got a lot of celebrities on the phone right here, man. This, this is going to be interesting to who we go with here. We're going to go with our good friend James. James, this is Joe and Tyson. What's up, Jesse? What's up, man? Hey, not much, guys. How you doing? Doing pretty good, man. What's on your mind? Hey, you know what? I want to talk a little bit about Matt Forte, particularly his work ethic. We all know him as a workhorse. That he comes in, he does his job, and he, you know, he's really good at what he does. I'm wondering how a work ethic like that can, you know, how we can relate that to some younger guys, the guys that we drafted, and some of the up-and-coming players on the Jets having a workhorse like that, you know, how do you guys feel about him, uh, you know, as a someone to look up to for the younger players on the team? <clears throat> well, I think it's a, it's a welcome addition, but I also think that the, the veteran leadership of Marshall and Decker plays a big part, and actually Fitzpatrick too, but Marshall and Decker for those young guys, you saw them in practice, man, they're always, oh, I think some noise over there, but, um, you know, they, they, they did a lot in terms of just route running, work ethic, supporting the guys. But I think Marshall and Decker are the starting point, and Forte is a welcome addition, man. Um, you know, it, it definitely, you know, I had to let him go, Joe. I couldn't hear a damn thing. But um, oh, yeah. Marshall and Decker, Marshall Decker, huge. I think Forte is another vital part. But it's a, it's a veteran yeah. backfield. I mean, you have Bilal Powell, you know, he's an experienced player. Kyrie Robinson is a player that has experience in the NFL. So I don't think, in terms of helping the running back, is a big deal. But I also think picking up the blitz, that'll be huge for him, and then catching the ball out of the backfield. Yeah, absolutely, and that's exactly where I was about to go. 
was, you know, he's just, he's going to be another guy, another veteran presence. He's going to show a lot of the younger players that I brought up earlier. Jalen Marshall can also learn from him, or Ross, uh, some of the wide receivers, about just running routes and how to be prepared for the game. That's something they can learn uh, from Matt Forte as well. And, and like you said, we have a host of other backs. You know, Kyrie Robinson is a guy to do it. Zach Stacy is another veteran guy that, that's been around that, could, that can also show the deal as well. But picking up the blitz, man, that is going to be huge this year. And that is something that Forte does pretty solid. He's a very well-rounded back, very versatile. So I think he brings a lot uh, to the table. But definitely veteran leadership in that locker room, he can bring that too. Yeah, and that's the one thing, like we mentioned, I think defenses are going to come after Fitzpatrick, assuming he comes back, of yep. course. But And that's what oh, allow how good, good and blitz pick up, Max Forte. And they're both receivers out of backfield, which is going to be huge. It's going to offset the blitz, you know, that quick little, like a safety valve. So that's awesome. And we know we mentioned Eric Decker, and you know, well, let me just let me just start with this. Fitzpatrick takes the snap, drops back, lobs it back right corner. <laughs> Decker, he's got it! Touchdown! Eric Decker scores, and the Jets have won it in overtime. Now there was a uh, one of these rating things. Like this is this is the time of year where everybody has to write an article ranking players and all this. And for whatever reason, Eric Decker wasn't on the list of the top, you know, number two receivers in the NFL, Joe. And um, I find it ludicrous. I mean, yep. Eric Decker, you know, has gone above and beyond expectations for when he first came here. When he first came here, everybody's like, he's a product of Peyton Manning. He's not a true number one. He's not this. He's not that. Here's the fact, Joe. Ever since Eric Decker's been here, minus a little injury bucking incurred, has been a star. He has gone above and beyond, played at a very high level, at an elite wide receiver position where he is great route running, consistent hands, playmaker. He's physical, good, you know, good run blocker. I mean, he does it all. Eric Decker is a star. He is. And for anybody to leave him off any list, his stats don't lie. Look at his numbers and put him against anybody in the NFL. As a number two receiver, he's a star, he's elite, and everything else. So, you know, I, like, I don't like to get into articles too much, but anybody discounting Eric Decker not noticing what he does on the field as a receiver, as a blocker, as a leader on and off the field, it, it's just insane, man. I just – I was shocked to even see that. You know, this guy – I don't know who made that list, but that, that doesn't make any sense to me. The guy had 80 catches, 1,000 yards, 12 touchdowns. He helped to set franchise records this year. As you said, he's done nothing but good things since he's been here. Just a great route runner. You know, I, I don't know how you could leave this guy off the list, but I, I think that just speaks to who actually wrote it because you just can't forget this guy when you're talking about top number two wide receivers in this league. That's just that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's just weird because you just see it like it's like almost because all right, if you're a Jet, we're going to discount it. You know, the Jets offense yep. this year now everything's getting discounted now. Oh well, that was this year. You know, this this year new you know better you know better scheduled not going to be as good. You can't discount what Marshall and Decker did. I don't care who we played against. They lit it up. They put up numbers that we've been waiting to see for years as fans in this offense, Army on this team. I mean, seriously, Decker, Decker and Marshall are going back to the Keyshawn and Quebec days, the best combos we've ever seen, not to mention one of the best combos in the NFL. So whoever's making these lists, they may be like anti-Jets or whatever, but they're just clueless, completely clueless, leaving Eric Decker off any list. And the last thing, just a message to some Jets fans. This is, this is a public service announcement, Joe. For once in a while, we have to do these things. Rex Ryan is making headlines. Rex Ryan is making headlines for his new media policy and all the little things he's doing. While it'd be fun to poke fun at Rex, fun to poke fun at the Buffalo Bills fans, 
Can we beat them first with Todd Bowles before yeah. we talk any trash? I mean, can we can yeah. we beat the Buffalo Bills maybe just once with Todd Bowles before we start launching you know launching our missile at the Buffalo Bills fans? I mean, Jeff fans, I, I I appreciate your bravado. Let's not embarrass ourselves. I mean, they 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 knocked us out of playoffs. We win those two games last year, Joe. We probably made a run to the AFC Championship game. We couldn't even beat Buffalo last year. So I like to poke fun at Rex, but right now I'm not saying nothing. He can do whatever stupid things he wants to, but he beat Todd Bowles twice, in my opinion. That's I have nothing to say. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm not saying anything. I, I don't even care what Rex is doing over there in Buffalo. I just want to see us build our team. And I'm definitely not talking, to, you know, about the guy. Like you said, he beat us twice the first time. You know, he beat us the second time, was extremely physical, and his team had was full of injuries, and he really put it, put it on us the second time. So I, I, I'm not talking about Rex. I don't care what he's doing over there. I want to see the Jets get better, and I want to see us progress and move forward and really smash them this year. So that's all I want. Yeah. No, I agree, man. I saw I saw the comments, and, like, that all of a sudden, you know, Bill's fans come attacking us. I'm like, listen, I'm not saying a word. You, you, you guys beat us until we beat you. I am quiet as a mouse. I have nothing to say. So we're going to go to, let's see who we got. Oh, we got our good friend Sean. So we're going to go to Sean. Oh, we, we have an interest on that thing from somewhere. Uh, Kevin's got, oh, we can give him, you know, we're going to give him this one. This, this song is going to be a hit, and I think once this song goes platinum, we're going to want to definitely get credit for this. Oh ho, 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 it's Gino. Gino. <laughs> you never believed in Gino. But Gino... I know. Sean, it's Joe and Tyson. Let's talk Jets. What's up, man? Hey, guys. Um, how you going? Uh, pre, pre-night, that definitely was not me singing there. <laughs> <laughs> we have we have our, our creative producer. is He's starting his own Geno Smith fan club, and that's his debut, his debut single for his new album. <laughs> um, send, me, send me two copies. <laughs> so, so, so Sean, you know the, the, we're playing, the Jets are in OTAs now, which is exciting. What are your thoughts on Jason Morrow? That's a guy that we really don't know a lot about in terms of playing in Chan Gailey's offense. What are your thoughts on Jace? I I reckon he's going to be a massive upgrade from last year. Um, you look at the tight end production last year; it was there's little to nothing. Um, a lot of people say that um, Gailey doesn't really use tight ends, but he doesn't really have a he didn't even really have a tight end to get last year, really, in terms of um, pass catching ability. Um, I think I think there was eight catches in the whole season, um, so he'll definitely um, he'll definitely bring that presence of being able to get down the field and and catch a pass. But um, I think blocking as well uh, is probably a bit better than what Callan Davis is. If um, you have a look at uh, a few few running plays there um, last year, I think one springs to mind. There's a a uh, three and one, sh- uh, third down and one against Miami, I think. Um, and uh, Davis missed a block from the outside, and the 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 linebacker shot the gap there. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, Ke- Kellen Davis, you know, and, and this is Tyson's boy. Don't let him, uh, uh, you know, don't 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 let him forget that this is a guy that he backed from the very beginning. This guy has been pretty bad, but. They brought him back. He's a yep. blocking tight end that struggles to block. <laughs> so I don't know exactly. exactly right. Oh, yeah. What exactly we're supposed to get out of him? But I do think that Jace, as you said, I think he's going to have a very solid year this year. I think he's going to be very effective in the red zone as well. What do you think that Devin Smith is going to bring to the table this year, though? Because a lot of a lot of teams that we play this year, you know, they can sit 
on 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 Marshall and say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And Decker, they have the ability to kind of slow those guys down. And we're going to need that deep threat. We're going to need that number three wide receiver to, you know, to push and make a play. Do you think Devin Smith has what it takes this year to really step up and show out? Man, I reckon he does. I reckon a lot of people wrote him off way, way too early. Um, as a rookie, like every rookie going to make mistakes out there. It's a combination of nerves, um, you know, like and everything like that. Um, he's definitely got the physical traits. Um, that touchdown he scored last year um, is just, an example of, of um, they had, I think they had um, double coverage on both Marshall and Decker, and Devin Smith was just one on one. And just, I'd back him like seven to eight times out of 10 to beat like a linebacker one on one. Yeah, so I reckon um, it's probably between himself and um, Canberra L. Tompkins for that third spot. Um, I think. Quincy Nunwa will play a bit of a different role, maybe um, in, as that third wide, maybe more in the slot um, or something like that compared to um, compared to Devin and um, Tompkins, as well as um, Sharone Peak as well. And um, he's, I'm really excited about Peak. I reckon he was a, one of the steals of the draft for the Jets. Um, obviously, there's an absolute um, plethora full of, um, I don't even know if that's a word, um, full of wide receivers in this year's draft. But I think he's definitely, he slid, he slid a long way, but he's definitely got potential with, um, you've got two of the best uh, receivers of this generation um, to learn off. And um, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how um, how Gailey uses all of those weapons on the outside. Yeah, no doubt. Like we had Connor Rogers on a couple of weeks ago, like a draft analyst for like a, for a variety of sources, and he said the same thing. Like he was yeah. excited the Jets got peak. He said he's a, he's tall, he's six foot two, he's got he's got a ton of talent, so he, he's excited as well. Sean, who would, who do you consider to be your breakout player for this year? Is there a guy that's kind of on your radar that could have like a, a surprising year, just really emerge from this team? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a great question. Lorenzo Morton would be up there. Yeah. Um, I yes, think Lorenzo, Lorenzo's got a heap of talent. He's he's um he's he's a great bloke too. I reckon he'll um he'll definitely be able to um to thrive in that defense now with um with those with that quicker um that quick obviously that quicker inside backs now with um Darren Lee coming along and um he's got Jordan Jenkins there who I think will start on the outside opposite um ah oh, Trevor Riley on the outside there. 
Um, but I reckon I mean, between yeah between um, Jordan Jenkins and Trevor Riley, and I reckon that um, Jordan Jenkins can win that battle. Um, but on the other side, Morgan will just 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 use that talent, and yeah, I reckon he's going to have a breakout year. Um, the other one, the other one maybe on um, on the offensive side of the ball, maybe a Valau Powell could um, really step up his production this year. Um, with Matt Forte there, obviously Matt's going to be the, the number one back there, but um, I think Powell will definitely see an increase in snaps um, this year with with Powell, uh, with um, Chris Ivory leaving. But um, yeah, so they're mine too. Um, I don't, I don't love to. Hear. What do you guys think? I mean, I, I mean, I think everybody's pretty high on Walden. I think it, it's a great pick. He, he's in position to really, really flourish. Um, a guy I think that's going to have a Pro Bowl year is going to be Calvin Pryor. I think Calvin Pryor took a huge yeah. step last year, and I think this, yeah, I think this year he becomes a game breaker. I, I mean, he started that last year, but now, you know, I think Revis is going to play a little better this year. The defense is going to be much more aggressive with Lee and Jenkins, and and for me, Joe is Calvin Pryor who, on defense at least. Who's yours, Joe? Uh, well, I mean, if we're talking defense, I'm definitely on the Malden train. I mean, everyone knows I think yeah. that this is going to be a huge year for him, a huge breakout year. Another guy that I'm looking at, I think he's going to have a solid year for us, is Marcus Williams. That's another guy I think he's going to have a solid year for us as well yeah, defensively. And, and I'm really looking to see him. Sean, are you speaking? Yeah, um, sorry, man. I was just going to. Sorry, I was just going to chime in there. Would, would you reckon Buster Screen or Marcus Williams to start opposite Revis? I honestly think that Marcus Williams will see a lot of time at the number two. Um, I think screen, they'll, they'll move them around, but I think that Marcus Williams is going to move out there and be our solid number two because I think he's more built for that. I think that they're going to keep screen in that in that you know that, that third role there because he's going to still be blitzing. He's going to still be doing a lot of things that he did this year. I, I think that even if he is moved out to number two, I don't think he'll struggle as much as a lot of people are saying he is because I think he's a very versatile corner. He's dynamic that way. I think he can adjust. But I think that Marcus Williams will be our, our main number two wide receiver. And uh, offensively, my breakout player is definitely Jason Morrow. I've been talking about this guy since last season. when People just forgot he was even on the roster for Joe, whatever reason. Joe, they, Joe, Joe, we just, Joe, Joe, we just had Quincy Anunua on our show. And you just gonna take Jace over Quincy? Oh, Are you serious? Well, Are you well, serious? Well, you know what? Listen, Tyson. What do you mean? No, what do you mean? <laughs> this guy. This guy. This guy. <laughs> Listen here, Tyson. If you don't stop your troll, your ridiculous, your shenanigans, Quincy Anua, I think is gonna be very good for us as well. <laughs> this guy. Who gives you? Kevin just gives you free reign over here. I'll, You're just destroying the I show on the board. I stay up till 2 o'clock in the morning and made me listen to Justin Bieber. Yeah, but I think that Jason Morrow is going to be a very solid uh, player for us offensively. I think he's going to have a breakout year, and I, I definitely think that Quincy Anu is going to be there as well. He's definitely going to have a solid year for us too. Yeah, yeah. Hey, guys, there's one more that I wanted to have. Sorry, one Go more ahead. that I wanted to chat chat about. Punt return. Mm. Now, we've got young young Jalen Marshall in there. Do you think he could make the 53 as a punt return specialist? Well, what are your thoughts on Jeremy Ross? I mean, Jeremy Ross has done it already. I think that's a guy yeah. that if he can, yeah. you know, that, that's a guy I'm kind of thinking it's probably pegged for that. But, I mean, it's 
he had to have a great camp, in my opinion. I mean, Joe, what do you think? Yeah, he'd have to have a great camp. I think that Jalen Marshall does, like like we said, he has done that in the past. I think that Pete could be a guy that could, could fit in that role, too. He's a speedy guy. He's done a couple of things. They'll probably put him back there and see if he would be able to punt return and kick return. Um, I, I yeah. think that's a very interesting interesting uh, look for me as well. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Sean, what, uh, before we let you go, man, give out your information so everybody can follow you. Hey, yeah, no worries. Um, so I'm on Twitter, which is at Walsh NY Jets. Um, we've got our uh, shameless plugging myself here again. Um, we've got um, our Aussie Faithful podcast, which is up to episode number three now. We are absolutely flying. We've got four subscribers, so we've got three up from last week. But um, we're um, we're we're hopefully we're doing some exciting stuff. Uh, as I said last week, we're um we're, we're going to get a lot of um, Jets alumni on if we can, um, especially the ones who were born and born and bred in my great country. Um, yeah, so um, I'm doing a bit of doing writing for the Jets press still. Oh, I think we just lost them. I think we lost them. Yeah. Um, Joe, one question for you. And you know, like I said, yeah. we're gonna try to talk. I mean, we'll talk about quarterbacks you guys want. I mean, I know it's gonna it's gonna just annoy people, but here's a question for you. What are your thoughts on a player like what are you what are your thoughts on players like a Mike Catapano or Trevor Riley? To me, Mike oh. Catapano was a guy that started to explode before he got hurt, and Trevor Riley mm-hmm. has that like infectious motor where he just he's relentless. Are those guys, are they in the, in the running for a breakout player, or could they be a candidate for to get cut? You know what? And, and a lot of people, and, and this is a great subject you just brought up, a lot of people uh, have talked about Trevor Riley possibly being cut. Listen, I think that Trevor, as you said, Trevor and Catapano have great, rock, great motors, and I think they are guys that could be potential guys that could have breakouts. Now, Trevor Riley, I, I think he'll play a little bit more of that outside linebacker role. My only question for Trevor is, can he cover? You know, because I think he's a very solid pass rusher. He's another guy that was showing flashes and then he got hurt and went down. Um, Catapano at that defensive end spot, I could see him, you know, being on the roster as well as a, as a pass rush specialist too, if he can stay healthy. Those are two guys you're wondering, can they stay healthy? And if they can, then you have to find some way to keep them on the roster because they give you yet another thing, another pass rusher, another guy to get after the quarterback. Yeah, I'm I'm really high on Catapano, man. I really like what I saw out of him. It's just you hope that he mm-hmm. can come back from injury and re- and really crank it out. Two other guys I want to ask you about before we go to our callers, and the, the first one is Deion Simon. Now, Deion oh. Simon is a guy that nobody really talked about. You know, once the Jets yep. made some moves, like all right, we got Steve McClendon, we got these, and to me, Deion Simon is a guy that's kind of underlooked. You know, Damon yep. Harrison was very high on him. Um, what's his say? Uh, the uh, the, uh, the Jets D-line coach, I, I forgot, Pepper Johnson, another guy. Pepper Johnson. Yep, yep, yep. So what are your thoughts on Deion Simon? You know, I, this is the year where we see Deion Simon. He needs to be in the rotation, okay? This is a guy that pretty much, from all reports, and even if you watch some of his tapes, he's, he pretty much mimics exactly what Snacks would do. I'm not saying that he, he would be as good as Snacks, but he kind of does the same thing, a two-down, you know, run stopper. A fat guy that's going to get in there, he's going to eat up blockers, and, he, and he's going to keep everything in front of him, and you're not going to take control of any gaps that are in front of him. He's just going to clog up everything. I want to see him in the rotation this year, and I want to see this guy show up and show out. Because if, 
if he's not consistently playing, if he's not consistently in rotation, if he's not consistently doing good things for us, then I don't know, you know, kind of what space he kind of feels on this line. Because with McClendon and Jarvis Jenkins and, you know, all the other guys we still have, you know, Williams and, and Sheldon Richardson and Muhammad Wilkerson, it's like, and even Katapano is still here as well. It's like, what is Deion Simon doing? But I think he's going to find his way in a rotation, and I think he'll be a very solid two-down run stop and defensive tackle for us. No, I agree. And the last guy I want to talk about, and it's actually a guy that came on our show last year, is Deion Barnes. Now, Deion mm-hmm. Barnes is another guy like, like a Taiwan Jones, a ton of talent, yeah. man, that kind of gets overlooked a little bit and kind of lost in the shovel. Like, we get, we get enamored all these players, like Bruce Carter, another guy that's, you know, signing kind of under the radar, similar to Aaron Henderson last year. So, like a guy like Bruce Carter, does that put Deion Barnes at risk of not making a team this year? Or is he like a practice I mean, squad guy again? Like, what happens with – does Bruce Carter kind of bump these young guys off? They, you have to come in and perform. I mean, Deion Barnes. Again, you're in a position. It's not just that. Jordan Jenkins is here, too. Uh, that's another guy that could bump them off. There's a lot of competition at this lineback. Barnes is yet another guy that can get after the passer, but we're still worrying about in coverage. We're still worrying about that with him. And if, But if you can show up and show out and, and put on more plays and do more than Bruce Carter, then, you know, he might stay on the roster as well. But Bruce Carter is definitely going to give him a run. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, you know, we talk about, you know, this time of year you start looking at the entire roster. And, you know, when they sign Freddie Bishop, everybody's like, yeah, Freddie Bishop. But you look at the young guys they have here. I mean, you have, like, the Deion Barnes. You have the Bruce Carter. He's a little older, but you, you have, like you said, Jordan, you, you have Taiwan Jones, Jordan Jenkins. you got a lot of young guys competing for this. It's going to be interesting yeah. to see how it plays out. But I think the one benefit of that is that special teams are going to be significantly improved. And that's one thing that kind of gets overlooked. We're focusing on this Patrick nonsense and Mo holding out, all this other stuff. And the fact of the matter is one of our biggest issues last year was special teams. A huge, huge issue. So now you have punters that have a somewhat of a good leg. Hopefully they don't, trust, you know, they don't fall apart under the bright lights of the NFL. You have Nick Folk coming back. He may lose his job to Ross Martin. But I think our overall coverage teams should be better this year. And that was a huge problem last year. Absolutely, and, I, and that's another way that I think that Dion can find his way on as well as on the roster. If he plays solidly as a special teams, um, you hit the you hit the mark right there. Well, that's why it's big bucks. That's not what my haters say, but that's why I hit the big bucks, man. So <laughs> our haters are busy insulting us. Meanwhile, they do like one podcast like every five weeks or some nonsense. So uh, let's see. We're gonna go. Shot fired. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> So we're gonna go. We're gonna go to our next caller. Our friend Greg, call from Patriots Land. Greg, this is Joe and Tyson. Let's talk Jets. What's up, man? Well, let's straighten this out. I'm not a Patriot fan. You accused me of that <laughs> last <laughs> week. It, it, I, I, it makes me nauseous to even be accused of that. Hey, but you know what? I'm not. I'm not a Fitz fan. You know, you you came up with a new quarterback song today with Gino. I've got another one. You know that old song, "Wah, What Is Good for Absolutely Nothing." Well, it's a yep. Fitz. What is he good for? Absolutely nothing. He's not what? good for the short term. He's not good for the medium term. He's not good for the long term. Let me explain. Everybody says, "Oh, you know, the way we'll get the money is we'll we'll restructure screen, we'll we'll restructure uh, Decker or something like that." Well, when you you restructure, what you're doing is you're pushing the salary cap on to next year. So if we sign now, there was a Pat Kerwin from Sirius was talking yesterday, and he was throwing out 
He said he had talked to a jet player and a... Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Jet player suggested that the number was going to be 11 or $12 million. Well, you know what we signed for $12 million this year? We signed uh, Forte. We brought back Powell. We signed McClendon. We signed Kerry Robinson for $12 million. And if we push that back next year, that's – and if you think that's a fluke, the year before for $12 million, we signed Brandon Marshall and we signed Powell. The year before that, we signed Decker and Brino. Well, I don't know if Brino's a good example. But, but, but you know, $11, $12 million is a lot of talent. And so for the midterm for the, for the, – uh, uh, midterm, it's not a good deal. Now, for the short term, you pay this guy $11, $12 million, he's going to start. He, he, you know, so if Gino blows him away in, in, in the uh, training camp, they're not going to bench Fitzpatrick so, uh, and have an $11 million backup. Uh, they'll have egg on their face. So that means we're going to have an automatic ceiling put on our performance this year with a, with a journeyman uh, quarterback so it makes no sense short term and i'd love to see you know tyson when you were given reports last year from the otas or from minicamp uh i remember you said at the end of one of your shows and i hate to tell you guys you said but gino looked great so gino was looking great last year imagine what he's going you know now with another year on the bench and and he's got some actual talent to throw to i think i you asked some people who's gonna have the breakout year my guess is if he gets a chance is, is Gino. I don't know if you guys remember, but two years ago they played uh, New Orleans, and they beat New Orleans. And I don't know if you remember who his receivers were that day, but Santonio Holmes was hurt. Curley got hurt in the first quarter. He had four receivers, Greg Salas, Josh Cribbs, uh, Sudfeld, and David Nelson. You know what those four guys had in common with me? We were all on the couch three weeks before that game. <laughs> Uh, uh, you know, and, and Gino beat New Orleans with 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 that cast of characters. So another bad thing that it, for a short term, Fitzpatrick comes back, we have no chance for any of these young quarterbacks um, to do anything this year. And for the long term, it's horrible. If if you go online, you see everybody say, "Well, we should get we should pick a quarterback every year." Well, why are we picking them? We're putting them on our trophy case. You gotta, you gotta play them. I mean, it's like a guy who says, "Well, I'm, I'm gonna buy a new car every year until I uh, see if I like the car," and then he, and then he go, and then he uses a bike all day long. I mean, you know, you, you, you have to 
let these guys have a chance. I would let Geno go 10 games this year. If he does great, let him go the whole season. If he doesn't, let Petty go six games. Um, and if Petty's not ready to play after he ain't having a bench, they should have drafted me in the fourth round, not him, because I could have equally been not as ready. And then next year, if those two guys bomb, you go with Hackenberg. But to have Fitz, Fitzpatrick is asinine on the short term, on the midterm, in the long term. So that's why my new song is Fitz. What is he good for? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Greg, you oh, just oh. brought complete fire to this show. And I, my one, now listen, I, as everybody knows, I'm a Geno guy, so I, I, I agree with most of what you're saying, but the only thing I don't agree with is the money. When you restructure contracts, the Jets are going to have like $50 million in salary cap next year, so it wouldn't be a complete hindrance next year if you did do that. And the money that you're restructuring is younger guys that are actually earning it, like a screen, Eric Decker, guys like that, Gilchrist. That really doesn't bother me as much, but I start getting bothered when you start cutting guys. Like if you cut Reno, you start cutting players because while it sounds great on like, oh, great, we're just going to cut this guy, you have to replace him. So then where's that But even Even though so you, you cut- restructure with guys that you think you're going to keep, you are putting it off. For example, if there's a player, let's say, making $10 million – and, and you go to them and say, well, we'll convert it into a bonus so you get the $10 million today. Of course they're going to accept that. That, that. But then our $10 million becomes prorated over the life of the contract so that now this, this $2.5 million more on the, uh, on the salary cap next year than there, than there would have been. So, no, I understand. You're not going to do that with a, with a Revis or a Brandon Marshall. You'll do it with a younger player. But you're still pushing salary cap off into, into next year. And, and you know, you, you do say that we're going to have a lot of uh, salary cap next year. But, you know, I, I've, if you go on Jason Fitzgerald's thing, it's, it's not as much as I thought. Um, it could be if we cut guys like Harris. Uh, but, but we may not want to cut Harris next year, and we may not want to, you know, make some of these other cuts. But, you know, I understand. Uh, I still think it's not worth – it doesn't make sense to pay 10 or $12 million to a journeyman. No, and you can – listen, I hear, I hear your argument. The second, the second point I have, or I guess issue I have with it is Woody Johnson, as a New York Jets owner, is very self-conscious when it comes to perception of his team. Do you think he would allow this team to go into training camp with Geno Smith as his starting quarterback? Well, this is where my hopes for McCagnan are. I hope McCagnan is smart enough and strong enough to say, Woody, um, we're putting a ceiling on our season this year if we stick with Fitzpatrick. And not only that, we're restricting our future in the next year or two because we're not seeing what these young guys can do. So I'm hoping that McCagnan, you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. If, if, if McCagnan signs him for $12 million this year and, you know, gives him another 5 or $6 million next year, I'm going to be depressed because I'm just, it, it's going to convince me that he, he just doesn't have the vision. I am so sick and tired, you know, I'm sick and tired of years where we spike. We win 10 games, but we know in our hearts next year we're good for six games. You know, in 98, Testa Verde won 12 games, and we went to the championship finals, but it didn't feel like it was going to be sustainable. Same thing when Favre won 11 games in 2008. Oh, didn't feel on, sustainable. Greg, hold on. In, 19, in 1999, every Jeff fan alive, that was our Super Bowl year. 
And then it went, they went 8-8, eight and eight, and if it wasn't for Parcells being stubborn, even Rick Meyer in too long, they probably would have went to the Super Bowl. Ray yeah, Lucas maybe I'm great. being a little harsh, but, you know, you'd, you'd like to see a quarterback who's under 35 years old win some games. I mean, you know, Favre, Testaverde, and Fitzpatrick, you know, those seasons just, just don't seem like, you know, I, I, now if a 25-year-old kid won 10 games last year, if Geno had won 10 games, you know, we'd all be all excited about the future. But but it just doesn't make it doesn't make an iota of sense to me to 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 go with Fitzpatrick. He was brought in last year perfectly. He was brought in for the backup quarterback, paid three and a half million dollars, and he did what he was supposed to do, and he and he did a good job. But that doesn't mean now you you say, well, we're going to turn over the future of the franchise to you. And and, and I hear you. I want to thank you for calling in because you absolutely you know brought the heat. I, you're pretty much spitting some of the same things I've said in the past, except I'm actually a big-time Fitzpatrick fan, but I just I think with our salary cap situation and the situation with our team, you just can't give him that much money. And going forward, you know, Geno's going to be the guy. But I want to get your thoughts on this. If you look at our offensive numbers last year, I mean, we really did some big things offensively. Do you think that with this offense kind of switched up a little bit? We brought in Forte, you know, uh, Jason Morrow, you know, knock on wood, he's going to be healthy this year. You know, you're seeing things be brought in. We brought in Kyrie Robinson as well. Do you think that our numbers this year will still be able to be on par with the numbers that we had last year with Ryan Fitzpatrick in that offense? Yeah, I do. I think even even if Fitzpatrick's the quarterback, I think we'll do as well. And, by the way, we're the only team last year that scored two touchdowns um, at least two touchdowns in every game. No other team did that. And, and my hat goes off to Fitzpatrick and Gailey. Um, you know, that was great. But what, what I thought the key was last year was having three options, you know, uh, Decker, uh, um, Powell, and um, Marshall. And whenever Powell was out, we were 9-2 and two in the games that he played, and uh, we were 1-4 and f- four in the games he didn't play, and he didn't play the last game of the season. It killed us. So I thought that the most important thing we did this year is by bringing in Forte and bringing back Powell, we've almost assured ourselves that we're going to have three threats in the lineup at all times. Now, if, if Jason Morrow can, can, can develop and if one of these young kids, Smith or uh, a Peek or somebody else can, you, you know, where I'm looking for the third receiver is not so much to be another threat because I think the third and fourth receivers this year are going to be Forte and Powell. But I want one of those guys to emerge so that if, if Decker or Marshall get hurt, we don't get we don't our performance doesn't go down like it did in Philadelphia. Uh, well, and, well, what do you, you? That's what, my concern. Well, what are your thoughts about Devin Smith? Because if Devin Smith progresses into being a good third wide receiver, he's going to be the deep threat. And with Geno's arm being the way that it is. You know, Geno can hit the deep ball. If if Smith progresses, or even Peak, Sharon Peak, a guy that we drafted, if they progress and become solid number three wide receivers, then this offense oh. just opens up all the way, don't you think? Smith and Peak excite me. As, as a true freshman, Smith averaged 21 yards a catch, and in the senior year he averaged 28 yards a catch. My my only two concerns with Smith, and I think he was coming, he was starting to improve before he got hurt. My only two concerns with Smith are, number one, I, I, he and Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick just had a hard time connecting with him last year. Number two, he couldn't reach. I him. don't know what the he couldn't reach him. He had no arm. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, that's another reason why I want Geno or somebody. It's not that I think Geno's been great, but 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 I think Smith is going to be an unbelievable threat. 
and Fitzpatrick just doesn't take advantage of it. Hey, Greg, I have a song for you. I have a song for you. Hold on. Whoa, ho, ho, it's Gino. Gino. You never believed in Gino. Yeah, this, this song is gonna it's gonna be on all night. I'm telling you, our producer it's, Kevin it's is a getting classic his already. Uh, it, yeah, it's it a classic. It's, is. You can download on iTunes tonight. It's beautiful. <laughs> so anyway, uh, thanks uh, thanks for letting me rant, you guys. I just I just will be so depressed uh, if if they pay him eleven or twelve million dollars and bring him back because I know that this season's just not gonna. It's going to be limited. You can't dream. You know, with Gino, there's always a possibility he'll blow the top off the our expectations. But with with Fitz, it's going, every game is going to be a struggle. And a lot of people don't remember the first half of a lot of these games. We were terrible. It just took them. You know, the Denver. I mean, the, the Dallas game, the Giants game. It took them forever to to crank it up. I, you know, just I don't know. I'm not excited about him. Well, Greg, thank you for calling in. I, I, I love that we have some Geno support because I, I, I just enjoy hearing it because it's, it's a great argument. Unfortunately, there's an anybody but Geno crowd. It's just just lost in space at this point. But thank you for calling in, man. We appreciate it. I was only kidding about the Patriots stuff, man. I love when you call in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. anybody but the Patriots and anybody but Fitz. That's Greg from Massachusetts. Thank, thank you very much, you guys, and uh, your show is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for calling me. I appreciate it. Take care. That is outstanding. That is outstanding. That is just he uh, brought absolute fire to this, <laughs> this quarterback situation that we're trying to avoid. Like, so my goal was to avoid these conversations tonight. I heard our critics. Our critics say we talk too much quarterback stuff. I'm trying to talk about Mike Catapano, Deion Barnes, talking about anybody, Deion Simon, Eric Decker. We're bringing out Riley. every name we can. Trevor Riley. So here's my question for you, Joe, before we go to our other next caller is, what is your expectations out of Sheldon Richardson this year? Ooh. I'm expecting this guy to come in and do some of the same things he did his first year. Um, I understand he was kind of, you know, with the, the off-the-field situations that he had last year, the suspension. He started up kind of slow, and I don't, I, I don't think he ever really got into the rhythm. This year, I want to see that dominating Sheldon Richardson. I want to see him pushing offensive linemen around, swimming around guys, breaking up, you know, getting after the quarterback and just absolutely being destructive out there. I want to see Sheldon Richardson get back into form. Um, That's what I want. That's that's definitely what I want to see out of him this year. No, I I agree. I think it's it's pro bowl or bust for Sheldon this year. I honestly do. I I think it's that – He's going to have that kind of year where, you know, I don't think he's going to get suspended, to be honest with you. I hope he doesn't at least. If he does, maybe it's a game. But I think it's yeah. a, pro bowl year, a pro bowl year for Sheldon. I think he's just going to go nuts. I think it's second year in the offense or the defense. And I think what's going to help him is the added speed around him. You know, we kind of we, we discount a lot of things, but I think the addition of, of Jordan Jenkins, the addition of Darren Lee, all these guys mold and take his game to the next level. I think Sheldon's going to have a monster year. I really do. But – um, that's our next question. So we're going to try to stay away from this quarterback thing. We're trying to avoid the hate from people here. So we're going to bring on our next caller who has a theme song. i got to find it. We're going to go with this one, I guess. It's our good friend, Steve. 
Steve, it's Joe Tyson. How you doing, man? What's up, guys? Hey, man, we're doing good. I know that you're on the Fitzpatrick train, so I'm, I'm gonna have a different question for you this year, or this week. I'm sorry. Who is your Who is your breakout player on offense this year for you? On offense this year, you know, it's a tie. Um, Anuwa and Amaro. Okay. And what about defense? Going with Calvin Pryor, man. Going with Pryor. The next people say he's the next Troy Polamalu, which I believe. Well, you know, Calvin Pryor. I tell you what, he played some of the best safety in the NFL last season. He definitely fit into the role that Casey Rogers and Todd both put him in, and he has showed up and showed out. But I want to talk about our linebacking core with you there, Steve, and I also want to thank you for calling in. What are your thoughts about Trevor Riley? I mean, do you think that he's a guy that has, you know, everything that it would take to start an outside linebacker? Or do you think that Jordan Jenkins could be a guy that could, you know, take his spot there and start as a rookie? Honestly, the way of how I see it is is that, I mean, I would like to see um, – uh, Jordan Jenkins, you know, get a chance. I mean, I don't really see as much as Trevor Riley as being as a as a linebacker. I I mean, I like him a lot on special teams. I would see Trevor Riley more on special teams. But in case that if if any of our linebackers would get hurt, I mean, Trevor Riley could be there for an emergency backup. What what, is, what are your expectations for Sheldon this year, Steve? Do you think he's gonna have a Pro Bowl year, like come out like just a man on a mission? I believe so. Yeah, I mean. We don't know if he'll get a suspension again like he did for the four games last year. I mean, I'm hoping. I mean, if it is a suspension, you know, maybe one game. Oh, guys, just to give you a heads up, I don't know if you heard about this. I mean, it it is a little bit off-just topic, but for our first game of the year, though, against Cincinnati, they just lost one of – it's a possibility that they could lose this guy for the first game of the year. Oh, my. Oh, wow. I didn't yeah, even see, get I'm a sorry. chance to finish. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. You, yes, Tyson, really? He already had it queued up, Steve. You know, I, I don't even know why you even said anything. You know this guy's a, a troll. I don't, yeah, I don't get why he is. You tossed him the biscuit. You just ruined the show. Thanks. This is ridiculous. Every week we try to stop that song from getting played, and, and you just you give them a way to just go ahead and do it. Just ruin the show. We don't have any more listeners. No one cares anymore because this guy can't keep his fat fingers off the board. This is ridiculous. I you know. It's, I, I forget about what I was gonna say. Um, yeah, please. No, nah, but I believe. I believe though. I, I believe though. Going back, you know, I believe Pryor's gonna have a breakout year this year, and the same thing with Amaro. And Anunua. I see them having breakout years this year. Now, Steve, do you see – who would be a surprise cut for you? Is there a guy that you think that will be cut that will completely shock all of Jets Nation? Who I think would be a surprise cut? You know yep. what? I can't decide right now. Honestly, I can't. Okay, could you see, could you see a guy like Dean Milner falling into that category? Yeah. He, I could see him, yeah. I could definitely see D. Milliner getting cut. Okay, cool. Well, Steve, good stuff as always, man. We we enjoy talking to yeah. you. Oh, and, and Tyson, I just want to let you know that I, I don't know if it's you who's singing that or the producer, Kevin, who sings that, but whoever sings that song is awful. I'm sorry. <laughs> 
That's just, you know what, Steve? That's just, it's funny you say that because it's just. <laughs> Whoa, ho, ho, it's Gino. Gino. Oh, you never believed in Gino. But Gino, I know. He can make our offense go. No, I don't know what we're going to do with Tyson. I don't know what we're going to do with him. We'll just, have, we'll just have to strand him on Revis Island, okay? You know, Steve, Steve uh, I'm the one that's got to deal with him. You know, I, I've got to deal yeah, with him. Yeah, but I feel so bad for you. It's like yeah. it's like from the Big Bang Theory how Leonard has to deal with Sheldon. What do you yeah. mean? <laughs> All right. Have a good night, guys. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> Just, I just sit here and play music, man. I don't even talk. So, uh, All right, we're gonna we're gonna go to our next caller, and it's our good friend Rick. Rick, this is Joe and Tyson. Let's talk Jets. What's up, man? Hey guys, how you doing? Doing pretty good, man. What's on your mind? Well, uh, I'll talk about the Fitzpatrick thing real quick. I do want to add a couple other things that I, I didn't hear some of the other guys offer. Is you know if we kept we, if we just don't pay him that money. We can use that money for other things like offensive line. Because you know later in the season, somebody's probably going to get shaken off from other teams. And we could probably pick up some, uh, you know, talent from other teams and stuff like that to reassure, like like you say, like the offensive line or something like that. We could actually use that money for other things that help the team. So we just, we just say, you know what, we're just going to move on with that Patrick, keep the money and use it for something else. Absolutely. And I want to thank you for calling in. That That is definitely something that uh, I've brought up in the past as well about taking that money, allocating it to another position, and getting better there. And offensive line was definitely one of the places that I wanted to go there. I want to get your thoughts on our offensive line. Ryan Clady is the guy that we brought in. You know, a, a lot of people are, you know, on different sides of the fence about him, mainly because of his health. Are you comfortable with Clady at left tackle? And what, do you, what are your thoughts about the other side of our offensive line, the right side? Um, Ryan Clady, it's definitely a wait and see. To, to make a take on him, either which way, is just being presumptuous. Like, you, this is just wait and see. You are, like, because it really is a wait and see situation with Ryan Clady, point blank. You're just going to have to wait and see. Um, and the right side, man, I hope our competition is good. That's all I can say. <laughs> I hope competition is good this year in training camp. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> so, uh, Rick, is, really take. Rick, is there is there any guys is there any guys on on defense that you can see having a breakout season? Like maybe guys can surprise some people. I think I have to say Sheldon Risk, um, Sheldon, just because he has a lot to prove this year, especially you know, I mean, this is going to be a contract year. I know he's looking for uh, that money, so. I think I think he he's gonna break up because he he has to he has to I, I he's in a situation where he has uh, too much to lose not to perform like you say at least pro bowl level at least pro bowl level. So um, okay now what what about a young what about a young guy that hasn't really proven anything yet in the NFL and those guys kind of stick out for you? Um. Hmm. I don't know. Well. As in a rookie or yeah yeah, like yeah a rookie a first year player yeah second year player 
Um, uh, I don't know. I'm thinking about those draft guys, but I don't know if it, it's kind of a toss-up between Lee and Jenkins just because they kind of bring different things. But um, I'll probably say, oh, kind of hard. I think Come it's, on, it's one of those two. It's, I think it's one of those two. It's just tricky because I have to kind of – it's going to really depend on how it goes and stuff like that. But um, I'll go with probably Lee more so because, like I say, if Sheldon does do have a monster year, I think that will open up holes and stuff like that for Lee to really help, you know? Um, Rick, always good stuff, man. We appreciate it. we got a bunch of people on hold, so oh, – we appreciate it, man. I'm going to ask you a real question real quick before you go. Okay. I know what uh, Joe's position on it is, but Tyson, um, I know Joe was high on um, Teddy when he got drafted. He really thought, you know, he had a chance to be the future. Now, with Hackenberg in the, uh, in the picture, do you feel like Teddy still can be the future, or are you leaning towards more Hackenberg? I'm saying that Petty better show us something in training camp or he can get cut. Because I think that if Fitzpatrick comes back, it goes Fitzpatrick, Geno, Hackenberg, Petty man, Petty's the odd man out, in my opinion. He better show something. If not, he, there's no reason to keep him. You, you, why would you cut? Geno's a proven backup. Hackenberg's your future. Where's Petty going to do? It's because you drafted him. I wouldn't keep him. If he can't earn his role, he should be gone. No four well, quarterback. Are you confident, Petty, Petty. Are you confident? Are you confident that he will show something? I hope so. I mean, it'd be nice to have a quarterback that we draft actually produce and be a good quarterback down the line. I'm just concerned that he's a project that's not getting it. So he's got to show something, man. You had your one year hanging out. Year two, you got to step up and show. You've got to be able to read defenses, make throws. You know, it's <laughs> – I hope he does, man. I really do. But I, I just – I have some concerns. Well, so who's your money on, Teddy or Hackenberg then? Geno Smith. <laughs> okay. Thanks for calling it. Thanks for calling it, Rick. We appreciate it, man. You too. All right, we got we got some heat tonight with these callers. We got to go to our next Ooh, caller. Man. We got we got we got we got an intro. It's Jay from <laughs> NYJetsFans.com. What's up, man? <laughs> Guys, I've been laughing for the past hour. This might be your, your finest work yet, man. I'm going to tell you, the, the, the thing I love the most about Greg from New England is it's hilarious, man. Whoa, ho, ho, it's Gino. Gino. I'm going to have to You never believed in Gino. Yeah, Jay, sorry. That, that, just, Guys, that just shot out there somehow. The funniest thing about Greg from New England, going back a couple of calls, you hear that deep Boston accent, you want to hate him and fly planes over his house, but he's a big Jet fan, so it's like picking up a hot girl online and getting her on the phone, and she's got, she just sounds like a troll. It's just crazy. But I love that. It's funny as hell. Yeah. So, so Dave, anyway, what's I just want to call and... Uh, you, you, okay. I'm sorry. I just want to call and say uh, thank you to everybody who uh, grabbed up all those Arizona ticket packages on our new website, the uh, JetsRoadTrips.com. We are basically sold out. We have three packages left, so we're going to be rolling deep in Arizona just like we did in Dallas and London and all those other great trips we took last year. 
Well, that's awesome, man. That's a great that's a great place to go to. Great weather. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's a great team going to be playing as well. Uh, Jay, who is your prediction for breakout player on offense and defense? Breakout player on offense, oh, man. I mean, it's it's kind of tough because you know we're looking at uh, you know really a, a, a ton of veterans. I mean, um, I he did have a guess dead air. Play. I mean, yeah. Well, Anunu would definitely be a, you know a uh, you know a candidate for that uh, for that for sure. Um, you know, maybe even uh, you know you could see one of the guys on on the offensive line. Um, one of the young guys stepping about, up, and uh, what about Kyrie Robinson? Maybe as a goal line guy or something like that. He put up five, six touchdowns. Very possibly Kyrie Robinson. I, you know, I'm very excited about him. I know he's coming off an injury, so let's see how he, uh, you know, how how he responds once he gets back on the field. But his running style very similar to a Chris Ivory uh, should fit in really nicely with uh, with Bilal and, and Forte in there for sure. Um, on defense, I mean, we've been over it a few times. Obviously, I'm a big fan of Malden. We went to the uh, Mets game the other day, and he promised me at least eight sacks on Brady. He also promised me that uh, if uh, uh, Fitz does not resign, he will definitely sack him wherever he's playing, even if we aren't playing them. So that, that was that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, now, you know, who do you, I, uh, who who would you take? Who would you take out of this group? Would you take Dion Barnes, Dion Simon, or Mike Catapano to make the biggest impact this year? I thought you were going to throw Dion Bailey in there too, just so we could have three Dions. But um, I, you know, I'm, I'm excited about I'm excited about Catapano, to be honest. I'm definitely psyched about uh, you know seeing him get back on the field. You know, it's, it's cool. You know, some of these guys coming off injury, it's going to be really interesting. You know, throw Amaro into the mix. Uh, you know, even a guy your your favorite type, even a guy like Zach Sudfeld, to see what he can do coming off injury. Um, I know, I know, I hate to bring him up, but at least I didn't bring up anyone from Notre Dame, right? Oh come on. I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna do it. I got this. You're not taking it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. I, I earned that well, one. Thank, I earned that one. Yeah. Thank you for trying to ruin the show, Jay. Uh, I'm, so I'm doing I, I my best, Joe. I I can hear. I definitely hear it. Um. So what what are your thoughts? Who could be a surprise cut? Uh, that you could see the the Jets possibly making. Well, it wouldn't be a surprise, right? If we cut uh, Giacomini. So, I mean, depending on what kind of production we can get out of some of the younger guys, maybe somebody unseats him. Um, you know, I could see uh, – I mean, it wouldn't be such, such a big surprise, but I could definitely see Kimbrough Tompkins, uh, you know, not making the roster. Um, he, You know, he showed a little bit last year, but, you know, there's going to be a lot of competition with all the young wide receivers and everything that we brought in. So, um, yeah. you know, it'll definitely be interesting to see one of those guys. And, you know, as Tyson was just saying, I mean, I could definitely see – you know, Bryce Petty getting cut. Um, you know, a lot of people are just assuming that... Uh... Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, that, that uh, Gino's the odd man out. And as I read today on, uh, on one of those ridiculous, uh, you know, charts or whatever, you know, those, those polls, uh, I, I, it, was, it was ridiculous to me. I mean, just to show you the, the level of hate for poor Geno Smith, man, you know, he was voted the number one by a landslide, the number one worst quarterback in Jets history with names like Bubby Brister and, you know, I, it was just ridiculous. I mean, I, wow. the worst in, in the history of the Jets, you know, it was, a, it was, it was bizarre. But, um, yeah, so, I, you know, I, I don't see Geno going anywhere because I just don't see us even, you know, if Fitz comes back going into the – season with two unproven young guys that you know probably are not even close to ready to step on the field so it's a dangerous thing to do as we found out in 99 yeah you ain't kidding jay before we let you go man give out all your information you are a celebrity at this point we're just happy to know you (laughs) yeah you can find us on jets fan media on twitter jets fan media on instagram jets fan media one the number one on uh on facebook and uh also, something really cool that we have going on right now that, you know, that we haven't even talked about yet publicly. Uh, it's been going on around the, uh, the, the, the Facebook uh, forums and all that stuff. But um, we are doing this, this thing now where if you want to send a, a personal message to Mike McCagnin, we, we are taking uh, $5 gift cards for a cup of coffee from, uh, from Dunkin' Donuts. And what you can do on, the, on those gift cards is you can write a personal message to McCagnin, send them over to us, and we're going to make one big delivery with all the uh, with all the gift cards, whether he donates them or uses them or whatever he does with them, that's cool. But you know he'll definitely get all the messages on his desk, and uh, it's gonna be really fun. I've read some of the messages; they're hilarious, as you can imagine. Some of the hot takes coming in from people for a, for a cup of coffee. I mean, somebody said, "Here's a you know here's a cup of coffee." You know, I hope you stay up late at night figuring out a way to get Mo Wilkerson resigned, or you know, you know, here's a cup of coffee. You know, I'll buy you another one if you get Fitzpatrick back, you know, something like that. So there's all kinds of funny stuff going on. If you check out our uh, you know, our social media will tweet out the info of how to get involved. Awesome. Good stuff as always, man. And I'll just, I'll just leave you with a farewell song because I know this is, this is what we do here on, on Let's Talk Jets. Whoa, ho, ho, it's Gino. Gino. That's your producer. Gino. You guys got a regular health juice on your hands over there, man. (laughs) We'll talk to you later, man. All right, be good, guys. All right, we're going to go to our next caller. And this guy, he's a celebrity. He hung out with Lorenzo Malden last week. He's just, it's only a matter of time for he goes to different different podcasts and gives them his business because he's just getting too big for us, Joe. So here is easy, (laughs) Paul. What that song is, but Justin, what's up, man? Yo, Justin, they fall asleep. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) This is not standing, Justin. So now we now we we can play with it. Now we're gonna do things like. All right, we tried with Justin. I guess we'll just put him. He's probably calling. Uh, he's probably calling somebody else trying to win a autographed helmet or something. So we're gonna go to our next call and we'll get his song on. 
Uh, let's see who we got. There's so many songs. It's not even fair anymore. With this one. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. Mr. Kyle, how are you doing, man? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. See, Kyle, now, this got a little personal between me and you, Joe. Between me and you, because, Joe, what happens is Kyle calls in. We have a nice, friendly debate. And then what he does, he goes on his show, The Jet Take, which is a great podcast everybody should follow, and then he rips me. And he rips me. He gets roomy to call in and rip me. And they have this little rip fest. Which is fun. It sounds it sounds very enjoyable, but when you're wrong, it's not so much fun. So he decided mm. to rip Gino without letting me a chance to support him. So Kyle, what mm. would you like to? How would you like to address? <laughs> well, for starters, I, I I believe you got me mixed up with Ben because Ben was the one that really did the ripping on Gino. I kind of just like nodded silently. I uh, I agreed with most of the things he said, so I guess I'll take this. But Ben was the one going off on Gino. That wasn't me. So, Tyson, me and oh, you are good. Okay. Oh, so then I apologize then. So then I'm going to save my, my fire for Ben then. So, Kyle, we're still best friends. You can still pick on <laughs> Joe. But my, my question for you is, who, who are some of your candidates for breakout player this year? Well, you guys, like, kind of ruined it for me. Like, I had it stored up, like, ready to go from the beginning of the show. But then you guys just blurted his name out. Uh, Trevor Riley. He's a guy I think could really break out for us this year. He's one of those high-motor players that never stops playing no matter what. He offers really good abilities on special teams. He was one of the only standouts on special teams last year that, you know, even tried to do anything. And, you know, with some more young linebackers added, I think this pushes him even more to compete for a roster spot. I have him starting day one, honestly, because I think he's the most ready to go. on the opposite side of Lorenzo Molden. I think he can have a really good season, especially with Sheldon Richardson back. Yeah, Kyle, I want to thank you for calling in. I, You know, I can see that as well. I could definitely see Trevor Riley starting. As you said, I agree with everything you said. He's got a motor. But I just need to see this guy stay healthy, man. If he can do that, yep. you know, sky's the limit for him. What are your thoughts about Catapano? Because uh, he's another guy that kind of gets forgotten there on that defensive line as a defensive end. And he's got some ability as well, but he's also got some, you know, health concerns. He's a guy that got nicked up last year as well. What are your thoughts about him? You know, uh, he was a guy, I believe, who played two games for us last year in total after we signed him off of waivers or the practice squad or however we got him. Excuse me if I'm misinformed. But he played the two games for us, and I believe he had two sacks, which, you know, that's, that's really productive. Uh, but and he gets injured, and, you know, he's sitting on the PUP list currently. Uh, you look at this defensive line depth, and let's say you want to try and move him to linebacker or whatever they want to do with him. Uh, I'll just say he's going to play defensive end because that's his natural position. You know, at his position, defensive end, you got Muhammad Wilkerson currently, Jarvis Jenkins, who we signed, uh, you know, Sheldon Richardson, depending on how they're going to use him, Leonard Williams. I mean, there are just guys on here that he's not going to be able to beat out. And that's about five names. And we usually only keep, like, what, six or seven in total? So he's going to have to compete. He's going to have to be a versatile player. I like that he's homegrown 
He's always wanted to be a Jet. He grew up a Jets fan. I really like that, and I I wish him the best. But unfortunately, unless he really stands out in camp, I, I don't see him making this team. Yeah, I, I could agree with that, but I think he's a guy that is going to stand out, and I think he'll be in the rotation. Um, I think he's a guy that can get after the passer, but, again, my only question is can he stay healthy? And if he can do that, then he's definitely going to give us a burst. Another guy I wanted to talk to you about, Kyle, is Deion Simon. I mean, this is a guy that another guy that kind of gets forgotten, but, you know, all his positional coaches have talked about him. Players on the team have talked about him as well, and they're pretty high on him. Are you as high on Deion Simon as everyone else is on the team? Yeah, I, I absolutely am. I don't know if you guys remember, but uh, earlier in the year when we were close to losing Damon Harrison, when it was reported that he was going to go sign with the Giants, I believe I mentioned Deion Simon, and I said this is a guy exactly like uh, Damon Harrison, same build, better athleticism, uh, I think even bigger, you know, the fill of space. I think he's a better version of Damon Harrison. You know, it just isn't as developed yet, and obviously I'm not saying he's going to give us the same production, but physical-wise, he's a couple bounds ahead of Damon Harrison, and he's a guy who can definitely move into that rotation with Steve McClendon and Jarvis Jenkins and Sheldon Richardson. Hey, Kyle, here's a, you mentioned this player's name, and we're, we've been looking for breakout players all night. How come nobody's mentioning Leonard Williams? Because I expect him to be great. I mean, there are guys who are young that I expect to come out here and get at least eight sacks this year, which would be a good season. I mean, Lorenzo Malden, I could have said him. I expect him to get at least, at least ten. I mean, he's he's made some – yeah, I mean, I expect that out of him, especially with, you know, Sheldon Richardson coming back. I don't think a lot of people realize what that changes on our defensive line. That's just another guy, a Pro Bowl defensive end, who is one of who is the most athletic player on this whole team, or, or I should say on the defensive side, not the whole team, because there are a couple really, really athletic guys on the offensive side. But on the defensive side, he's the most athletic player, and he's going to beat almost every tackle in the league. That's going to leave about two guys who are going to be able to get to that quarterback, and that quarterback can't run forever. And I think Lorenzo Molden is going to be there at least ten times. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's that's a big number to put on Malden. But, again, I'm riding the Malden train. I think he's going to have a very big season for us. Uh, and we all know, listen, Leonard Williams is the USC. There's no questions about this guy, okay? Any player that goes on US, that went to USC on this squad is good, okay? Point blank, period. But Leonard has definitely showed you on the field that, man, he is a monster out there. Versatile, you know, in, tackle, wherever you want to put him on the line, he can get the job done. But, Kyle, I want to ask you about this secondary, man. We, we drafted a guy in Justin Burris. What do you expect to see out of him this season? What would you – what kind of – is it numbers or is it plays? Or what would you judge his rookie season by when it's all said? Uh, you know, I don't know exactly how they measure it, but every year Pro Football Focus comes out with that list where it's like the best corners or the top 100 corners based on efficiency rating. If his efficiency rating is higher than uh, – I would say 75% of the league, I would be extremely happy. If it's better than 25% of the league for where we got him, I'd also be extremely happy. I want this guy to come out here and produce as a rookie. He's got to build. He just, you know, needs to work on his footwork a little bit. You know, he needs to learn how to deal with some physical receivers. But, you know, athleticism is not a concern for him. I think he can run with every player in this league, including Sammy Watkins, 
uh, who he played frequently at NC State. And I think he's the guy who could definitely be the future of this uh, secondary, him and Calvin Pryor. You look at him, I believe he's 6'1", uh, 215 pounds. Uh, you go, you can go ahead and look at my scouting report on Locker Talk Sports. My comparison to him is Patrick Peterson. I mean, they're very similar and measurable. No, no, in measurables, in measurables, I'm not saying in play, in measurables, they have the exact same height. They're within five pounds of weight, same hands, same arms. They're basically the same player. You know, I believe Patrick Peterson's a little bit faster, maybe like 0.1 seconds, something like that. But uh, they're very similar there, and I, I expect this kid to have a good year and come in behind Marcus Williams, Revis, Green, and I'm just excited to see what he can do in Todd Bolson's system because he's custom-made for it. Kyle, you dropped some fire as always, man. Give out your show information before we let you go. Yeah, uh, public service announcement here. Uh, we are going to be on Wednesday this week, which would be tomorrow. We are not going to be on Thursday this week due to some scheduling conflicts. Uh, but we are going to be on the 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can follow us at Twitter, at the Jet Take. We'll give you all the updates there. And before I go, I don't – was it Kevin who made that song, the Gino song? Yeah, would you want his autograph? Well, no, like, I can actually get him in the studio if he wants. I got auto-tune, so if he needs it, which he does, um, I can hook him up with that. <laughs> Like, I'm ready to go whenever he is. <laughs> we'll, pass, we'll pass the word, man. Thanks. All right. Thanks for having me on, guys. Talk to you later, man. Gino, I'm telling you, this Gino song is going to take off. It's going to, this is going to be our – Joe, we've been trying to get sponsors. This is going to be our breakthrough. The Gino Smith song, we're going to finally get the mega sponsors we deserve. Finally, this is it. This is going to be our breakout right here, this Gino song. Hey. And I I will sing back up, okay? I'm here. I want to be on the rest of the album, okay? I want my verses. I need to get on there. But, yeah, Kevin definitely, definitely put his stamp on that one. Yeah, no doubt. We're going to go back-to-back go Kyle's. We're going to go next caller, Kyle from Edison. Kyle, this is Joe and Tyson. Let's talk Jets. What's up, man? Hey, gentlemen. Hey, I tell you what, the other Kyle is really off his rocker, man. <laughs> Justin Burns, yeah. all of a sudden, he's Patrick Peterson. Just, you know, I pulled up the measurables. Patrick Peterson ran a 4-3-1. Yep. Justin Burst ran a 4-5-3. They are not close measurables other than height and weight. I mean, give me a break. Dude, I, I'm with you. I was trying to drink, take, take a quick sip of water. I almost spit it out all over the desk. I'm like, what just happened to you? <laughs> Hey, um, so Tyson, so you're a big Geno supporter. I like Geno Smith, too. And Shane Gailey is known for developing young, struggling quarterbacks, guys that haven't had much success elsewhere, Tyler Thigben, Cordell Stewart, a guy named Ryan Fitzpatrick, made all these guys somewhat competent. However, my brother, a big Buffalo Bills fan who knows Shane Gailey quite well, used to root for him when he was the head coach of the Bills. He has absolutely no faith in Geno Smith's ability to run Changeli's offense. And his reason being, he says that Changeli's offense actually has a lot of hot reads and option routes, to which he believes that Geno Smith does not have the mental capacity to be able to adjust on the fly. Tyson, you would say what to this? That's laughable. That's just laughable. 
I think that we witnessed that in, in mini camp and in, in training camp and everything else. We witnessed what Geno Smith can do. The goal is to get the ball out of his hand fast, quick read, get the ball out, and let, him, let the playmakers let plays. This notion that we keep reading everywhere, Geno Smith doesn't have the mental capacity. Geno Smith is dumb. Geno Smith, all these things. This is the same quarterback that they were going to make the starting quarterback last year that was playing very well in practice. He was playing well. He grasped Changeli's system. It's just this, this notion that if it can anybody but Geno crowd, thing he does is just wrong. He can't do it. He can't do it. So Changeli can help every quarterback, even a very pedestrian quarterback in Brian Fitzpatrick, but he can't help Geno Smith, who has better arm talent, significantly better arm talent than Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's, it's how I think it's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm with you. And my brother also said some other laughable comments. He said, you know, I believe that Bryce Petty is more apt. He's got a better mental capacity to be able to take over the offense. And I don't think that he heard yeah. Bryce Petty's comments what? about how he's just learning and under defense. So, uh, <laughs> you know, Bryce Petty, we knew he was going to be a two- to three-year project. But, uh, anyway, so my brother has a little bit more faith in him than Geno Smith, at least for this season, which I think is also laughable. Oh, Kyle, I want to thank you for calling in. I, I don't know what your brother was thinking when he said those things, but, I, again, I, I'm with I'm with you as well. I think he's wrong. But I want to talk about our defense with you, man. I want to get your thoughts on Trevor Riley. Where do you think he fits in this year with us? You know, I, I hear that you guys are pretty high on him. I just don't see it. Like, to me, well, Joe, we're talking Joe about a dis- fan club. Oh, I, I don't, I don't I like get him. it, guys. I like him a lot. I mean, we're talking about – you know, I think he's a lunch pail type of guy. I think he's a guy that can maybe set the edge. But our edge setter is now Jordan Jenkins. So, yep. to me, Trevor Riley, like, okay, he's a nice guy. Maybe you'd like to have him as a backup to a Jordan Jenkins. But he doesn't pop off on a tape. What does he have, one career sack? And it was one of those loop-around sacks where the quarterback held the ball for five-plus seconds. I don't see any explosion there. And now that we have our Calvin Pace of the future in Jordan Jenkins, where does he play? Yeah, that, that's another guy I'm high on as well is Jordan Jenkins. Um, I, I think it's going to be a battle there, but I, I think you're kind of underrating him a little bit there, Kyle. I think Trevor Riley does have ability. He's a guy that needs to stay healthy, though. But he, when he is on tape and you, you can see, he has hands, and he definitely can rush the passer. But the questions are, is in coverage, is can this guy cover? But if Jordan yeah. Jenkins, the, the, I think he's the steal of the draft, honestly. I thought Jordan Jenkins was the steal of the draft. Jordan Jenkins has extreme ability as well. Um, and he's another lunch pail guy um, that, that, you know, did everything right in college. And if he comes in here and picks up the scheme fairly fast, I think Jordan could push him out of the way. So I, I think that's going to be a great battle. What is your thought about Deion Barnes, though? Could you see him, you know, kind of being pushed out by a Bruce Carter, or do you think that special teams could be something that could save him? Uh, yeah, I think special teams is going to have to be that thing that saves him. Honestly, I liked what I saw from Barnes in the preseason games last year. He's yeah, one of those guys to me. He kept yeah. popping off. I'm like, who is this guy? He's like number 50, I think. Every time I kept saying, like, telling myself, every single game, who is this guy? I like him. So I would definitely like to see him stick around, but he's definitely going to need special teams to be able to stick. Yeah, no doubt. What is your take on special teams? My, my belief is that just the infusion of young talent, great athlete speed, that our coverage seems just significantly should be better. Is, is that your opinion as well? It, I mean – it's hard to see him getting any worse. So <laughs> That's true. He <laughs> <laughs> can only go up from there. And even if they're significantly better, Tyson, 
that doesn't mean that they're good because it was that bad last year. So any type of improvement, and if, even if it is a significant improvement, doesn't necessarily mean that they'll be good, but I'm with you. I mean, there's so much, you know, young infusion of youth and stuff, and I think that they'll be much better. And also, I think the kicking game is going to be much improved, too. We've all spoke about the partner. You guys have talked about that at nauseum. And even kicker, if this guy that we got out of Duke, he'll continue Ralph Martin. Martin. Yes, Mr. Martin. I'm not too sold on I, I I like Folk. I like what he's done. But I think Mr. Folk is one of the most overrated Jets that we have. He's hit a couple clutch kicks. There's no doubt about that. He certainly has a strong leg. He's hit a good amount of 56 yarders and stuff in his career. But let's not forget, guys, he also shanks a good amount of short kicks, 40 yarders, 30 yarders. These kicks that you expect a kicker to make, no doubt, he shanked a good amount of those in his career. And oftentimes we, we remember the clutch kick at the end. But sometimes we forget those games where we miss a kick early in the game, and then we're trying to play catch up because we missed that kick. Yeah, it's interesting. Before he was injured, he actually missed point afters. He was, like you said, we he bought a lot of wiggle room with his clutch kicks, but then he slowly started to like not deteriorate, but maybe decline a little bit. Like even point afters, are like, wait a minute, what is this? This and like his kickoffs kind of lacked. So that kind of was a disadvantage. Where I think he's fighting for his job as well, man. I don't think he's a given by any means. Um, Kyle, before we let you go, your candidate for breakout player, what is it going to be? You know, I like when you guys were mentioning Kyrie Robinson before, and I think you can lump him into a breakout player. I mean, you know, pro football focus has been high on him for quite some time. But when you think about around the league, nobody really knows about this guy. Even people that play fantasy football, Kyrie Robinson, when has he really been on a fantasy roster? But Bilal Powell has been a player that has been, you know, bogged with injuries in his young career, missed five games last year. I love Bilal yep. Powell, but don't be surprised if he misses some time this year. Matt Forte, he missed more games last year than he did in his entire career. He's a 30-year-old running back. Best believe that they're going to give Kyrie Robinson some carries, and I think that he can definitely do some work. Yeah, no doubt. Kyle, it's always good talking to you, man. Give out your, uh, your podcast information. Yeah, so you can follow me on Twitter at AFC East Bros, and we do a, a live show like you guys. And we probably won't have any more time conflicts with you, uh, time conflicts with you guys. So we usually do Tuesday evening. Um, we've been doing six to eight recently. So you can follow us. We talk everything AFC East, Jets, Bills, Dolphins, and Patriots. Awesome, man. Thanks for calling in. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. You too. Now, Joe, we're going we're gonna to give this guy a second chance because we went to him and he's probably sitting there calling somebody else or tweeting some nonsense. So now we gotta, <laughs> we're got to bring him back on again, but now we're going to give him – we're going to give him a different song, though. Let's see what song can we give him. Uh, this one seems appropriate based on his call in the last couple of weeks. Justin, are you there? <laughs> yes, I'm there. I'm good. Since I'm Hollywood now, I guess I got a second chance nowadays. <laughs> so who's who is your who is your breakout player on defense? Breakout player on defense? Uh Lorenzo Molden, without a doubt, or Calvin Pryor. Okay, but those are two easy ones. Give me a better name than that. A uh, better name than that? Uh Leonard Williams. Ooh, okay. Now, who? What about on offense? Is there a guy like Kyrie Robinson that could have like maybe surprising results? Kyrie Robinson, but my breakout—I've been saying it all along—and I start 
I sparked the fire, the Jason Morrow fire, and I think yep. Jason Morrow will be the MVP on offense. Wow. The MVP? Oh, that's, that's... Did you just say MVP? Yes, he yes, did. Yes, yes, MVP. Turn the music off. Yes, MVP. I got a better response to that. Yeah, you know, you know, De- you know, Decker is going to get his numbers. You know, Marshall is going to get his numbers. You know, Forte is going to get his numbers. But Amaro, he's going to see one-on-one matchups and big threat in the red zone. I keep saying it. Amaro is going to have a huge year. Yeah, you know, you know, Justin. I, I don't know about MVP, but I definitely do agree with you there and say, you know, he can MVP? definitely see a lot of. He, you're, you're saying I, I, I don't, we don't, I don't know, know who's going to be this. MVP, we'll see. I'm thinking. That seven touchdowns and 50, 50 receptions from Amaro. I think he could be the number three guy we're talking about. Oh, well, and you know, I, I, like I said, I could see that he, him being vital in the red zone, being a big time target there. But I don't know about MVP. I mean, I could definitely see seven Forte stepping up MVP? and getting seven touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> why not? Why not Amaro? You're saying Devin Smith could well, be the guy, Forte could no, be no. the third guy, but. Uh, Amaro, Forte why, could why can't he be the number three? He, you know, Matt, Matt Forte, I think, is going to get a lot of catches this year, especially coming out the backfield. You know, he's a versatile running back. I think you'll see a lot of things out of him. He's going to push him. Not just that. The run game is going to be big, especially with him. All right, him. Joe, Joe, listen, like I said, Joe, I think, you, I think Joe, Jason Joe, Morrow is going to be solid. You, you, yeah. You're trying too hard, Joe. Let's just break it down like this. Marshall catches 75. Decker catches 65. Matt Forte is going to catch 70. How many freaking tests do you think we're throwing next year? I mean, there's, Jason Morrow's not going to be MVP. Take your 30 catches and be happy. Listen, <laughs> you know, Justin has his opinion. You know, it is what it is, but I just we could just disagree there, okay? I don't think that Jason Morrow is going to be our MVP. But I wanted to talk to you, Justin, about Devin Smith. Devin Smith is a guy I, I kind of saw you kind of push away. What about Do you think Smith? that he <laughs> won't? Do you, do you think that with Gino Smith being a starter, that he fits into this offense this year and he'll have a solid year for him? Yes, absolutely. We go over it over and over again. Devin Smith is useless because if Ryan Fitzpatrick is the starting quarterback and can't reach Devin Smith, then Devin Smith is useless in our offense. And the deep ball, yes, Devin Smith, we need Geno Smith to be the starter if Devin Smith is going to be produced in this offense. Justin, we sorry we couldn't. We tried to get you on sooner, but I guess you're taking a nap. So we, we got to wrap things up, man. So I just want to give you a, a farewell thought. I want to give a quick shout-out to the producer on the new song and that I don't have to see, hear that hideous song until, who knows, maybe next week if he signs, who knows if he's going to sign. <laughs> Just thank God we didn't have to hear it for a night. <laughs> have a good night, Justin, man. Talk to you later. All right, see you guys later. <laughs> All right, Joe. First oh. of all, we want to make sure we definitely thank Quincy and Nunmore for joining us tonight. Uh, very exciting young player with the team. And thank you for all the callers and the entertainment. And a huge thank you to Kevin for that great, great song. And now is your time to see. I'm exhausted. <laughs> now is your time to shine. <laughs> all right, listen. I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Love every single one of you. Get on Facebook, folks. We are. Oh, my goodness. The music. Now you want to play it. Oh. This is crazy. You need a horn. 
Oh, my goodness. Anyway, so we are on Facebook. Search Facebook. Search Long Beach Gentle People. Like that page. Get involved with us. Our content's on there. Message us. We'll message you right back. You know, you know let us, give us some feedback as well. We love listening to people and hearing what they have to say about the show. I'm also on Twitter as well at YoungJ000. That's three zeros, guys. You know, follow me. I'll follow you right back. You want to troll me? No problem. I'm the troll that lives under the bridge, and I will troll you right back. I'm also on YouTube as well at YoungJ00. That's two zeros on YouTube, three on Twitter. I do Jets videos, weekly pick during the season. I talk about Jets stuff, so subscribe to my content, comment. I'll comment right back, man. I love going back and forth with people that watch my stuff. And as always, guys, when you see me in person, arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone. It will not cost you a thing. They are totally free. Quincy and Newell for coming on. Absolutely love speaking to him. He's going to have a great season for us. And uh, I want to thank you guys for listening as well. Without you guys, we are nothing, I'm telling you. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to us. Yeah, no doubt. And make sure, you know, check out all the all the uh, charities we, we help out with uh, Boomer Esiason Foundation, Party 375, Marty Lyons Foundation, all these great things, we, you know, we try to help out. Um, just, you know, do whatever you can. Thank you to Kevin once again for that song, which is going to make us all rich. And we'll talk to you guys again. <laughs> well, this is going to be a great ending next week. Whoa, ho, ho, it's Gino, Gino, you never believed in Gino, but Gino, I know, he can make our offense flow. Marshall and Decker can't go wrong, and Devin Smith is going long. Yeah, maybe we'll complete a pass downfield. Marty Morningwick has gone away. The 31 teams will pay. Yeah, now it's Geno's time to play. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.